0: Free Talk Live, it's available to you to take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So we'll talk to you about anything. In fact, we're going to go to the phones, uh, because that's what the show is about. Your calls... If you make them, it's Brian in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello, Brian. Hello, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
1: Well, I choked my chicken a couple of days ago.
0: Oh, dear. That's, I can't imagine you're what You're not trying to means. pander to our uh, lowest common denominator in the audience, are you, Brian? That sounds a little no, dirty. No, no,
1: this is an educational call.
0: Oh, I see. Maybe I should get my mind uh, out of the gutter.
1: <laughs> uh, we have uh, – I've called in before and talked about how um, – uh, we're starting to raise some bees out here in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing that we're doing here is uh, chickens. Now, we, we've had chickens before. We had chickens in Colorado. And, uh, you know, it was kind of fun. And uh, you can't beat the produce. You know, they produce lots of eggs.
2: Yep. Sure.
1: So have, have you guys had chickens or any of you three?
2: I've got, some, I've got some chickens right now. And it's nice not to have to pay for eggs. I do Yeah, not. And they're
1: not too hard to take care of.
2: Do you let them run free, or are they uh, in some kind of pen, or?
1: Oh, they were running free uh, when I first got. Well, let me, let me go through the process just okay. uh, for your listeners. who might want to know this because I, I think it's pretty important. I think that you know if, if um, you're going to try to be you know self-sufficient, if you're you know preparing for uh, a world when you know you're not going to be able to go down to the grocery store, you know, for, for a while, uh, you know, it's nice to. To, uh, to take care of yourself, you know, so you should have a garden and you should know how to do, you know, basic maintenance stuff around the house.
2: I don't think that's a bad but, idea, uh, Brian, but I think on top of that, that, uh, you know, families can learn a lot by having things like chickens. Uh, you know, kids can kind of get the life cycle idea and see how the real world works. And uh, They can know. kill something. Well, look, you know, do they eat things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? I mean, if they, as far as I'm concerned, if you eat things, you should learn how to kill things.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, it, it, it's pretty easy. I mean, you could raise them from eggs, but that's kind of a pain. Uh, we just go down to the feed store. Uh, you know, usually your, your neighborhood feed store has uh, chicks that come out in the spring around Easter. And they're like a know, buck just... apiece, right? Uh, yeah, anywhere from that, you know, $1.50, $2.00 to 3 sometimes 4 Some of the you know, specialized ones are who knows how much. But
2: I think I paid three bucks a piece for these. Yep, um, I'd like to. I'd like to uh, interject here real quick. Rhode Island Reds are the most docile of chickens. Um, all chickens are pretty docile, but roosters, if you want to uh, continue this life cycle, they're not such a docile animal. Um, they've got spurs, and they have. A, you know, it's it's their job to protect the girls, and and sometimes they take that job pretty seriously on uh, people, especially uh, younger children. So Rhode Island Reds tend to be the more docile of the chickens
3: now brian you may have said this but how many uh, chickens do you have there
1: well you you start out you want to buy more than you're going to need because you're going to you're going to go through you know some will die just in the in the raising of them yep so i think we we started with 16 and uh now and then we bought another three and now we have i think 12 total
3: okay so Uh, i mean we have a chicken coop across the road at the farm and let me tell you, on a hot day around lunchtime when the farmer goes out there to feed the chickens, it does not smell too pleasant. Well, if you like uh, How pleasant is that on the uh, on the farm in the backyard at your place?
1: Well, it, it, it's really not that bad, but it is a concentrated smell. You, know? you, you can true. let them run loose, you know, let them run free. Uh, in fact, we did that for a while. We let them run around. But you always want to bring them in at night because we have Fisher cats and porcupines. Yeah, was, pines, that's what I was going to ask. What kind of beasts? Like
0: what kind of beasts will eat a chicken? What would, would wolf eat a anything.
1: chicken? Chick- Chickens are delicious.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, and also, if you let them run free, that they're generally they lay during the day, and so you'll be hunting for eggs constantly. You'll never know when mm. you find an egg whether it's any good or not, um, because all you have to do is crack one rotten egg to realize I don't want oh, to ever God. do that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Every Every day is Easter.
0: Well, you know, as far as the <laughs> smell is concerned, Sam, I, I've never lived on a farm, but I've been uh, nearby some and, and close to some, and yeah, you kind of just understand that if you're going to have a farm kind of atmosphere, you're going to have some stinky things going S- on. some things yeah. well,
3: smell better than others. I mean, yeah, uh, but th- and he has he has literally thousands in these long oh, yeah. chicken coop houses, and, oh, it's bad.
0: But when you when oh, you go yeah, out to where yeah, Mark no, a dozen
1: you know you really don't even notice it. You have to clean out the coop every once in a while, you know, because they they poop inside, they poop outside. Those little girls, uh, you know, generate lots of poop. But if you can if you can manage it to get it on your lawn, I mean, it's an it's an incredible fertilizer.
2: Okay, nitrogen rich, as I understand it. I yeah, hate yeah, lawns. I just like to say that. Yeah. I can't stand that. Which is why you should advocate for gardens more, because if people are actually growing things with their dirt of value instead of uh, you know, grass farmers, suburban grass farmers, yeah. you just um, have to keep cutting it
0: and cutting it and cutting,
2: and it. it's yeah, just so it, asinine. It doesn't make any sense. It's just a, it, it's a, it, it's an aesthetic thing.
0: So you've been raising these chickens, and you finally got to kill one, or was this was this the first time you've killed one, or what?
1: Oh, no, I, uh, we, we've, I've, I've killed them before. It's not very pleasant, and no. uh, frankly, these are layers. They have layer birds and meat birds, and the layers, they don't really have a lot of meat, but the reason I killed this one, he was the last rooster, Is and uh, I tackle? was trying to keep one rooster. I, I'd killed, uh, I don't know, four or five roosters before. Just, you know, they they, uh, they they make a lot of noise, and they really don't add much, you know, they, they don't really protect the girls. When that fisher cat comes in there, you know, the rooster's really the first to go. Nope. <laughs> but... Uh, um, you know, they, they, the, the rooster, you know, they, it's his job to impregnate the flock too. So if you're mm-hmm. totally self-sufficient, you're going to have to have a rooster so you can raise new eggs into, you know, new hens cause they'll only lay for about two years.
2: That's about right. So Everything so one, you ever was, wanted to was, know about he chickens. He was giving me an
1: attitude and, you know, he was beating up the girls and, uh, I just thought, oh, you no. know, uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be in a, in a, you know, egg, uh, hen, uh, 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 you know chick producing environment here. So I'm going to get rid of him. So I, I took him out and, uh. Uh, You you, you basically snap his neck. You grab his neck, and you just kind of rip it real fast. And it's a very humane way to to get rid of him. And then I threw him on the compost pile.
2: Oh, you didn't eat him? (laughs) No, I've done that
1: before, and and I could do that. But, you know, these layer uh, birds, they just don't have a lot of meat. You you spend a lot of time and energy to get all the... Uh, you know all the all the guts out and all the feathers off and you really don't have much left. And yeah. I, I could have and I probably should have. I'll tell you they're selling they're the, selling uh, chicken disgusting. for fifty
2: cents uh fifty cents a pound bulk at the uh, the yeah. grocery store <laughs> around the corner from you. You gotta worth? get you gotta get ten pounds, so you have to have a freezer, but good lord, when you think about that compared to, to spending time uh, you know, slaughtering a chicken, it's not much fun. Thanks, Brian. Well, yeah, Any other so thoughts you want to share? Too.
1: In order to get the in order to get the feathers off, you have to dip them in boiling water.
4: Yeah, oh dear. But you
1: could pull the feathers off, but you know, getting a getting a big pot of, of water boiling takes takes a lot of energy.
0: It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got better things to do with my time than kill chickens. But you know, hey, everybody's got their thing, right? Any other uh, anything else you want to share with us, Brian?
1: Well, it's really nice. I just I would encourage anybody to look into it. It's kind of late to start right now, but you know, make sure you have a safe place I and mean, have a place where they can go outside and kind of be in a fenced area. And I and you can give them anything. You can give them yep. you know table scraps. You can give them meat scraps. You can give them anything, and they'll just love you
2: for it. Now, are there yep.
0: some cities where they allow chickens?
2: Usually, um, oh. a lot of city uh, cities don't allow uh, livestock in general. So it depends on the uh, the, the ordinances mm-hmm. where you are. Usually, you can get away with chickens. However, uh, roosters. Not so much. Nobody likes a rooster,
0: okay? Because they're noisy. They
2: are noisy and not much fun to hang out with, generally. Thanks,
1: Brian. Appreciate yeah, the call yeah, the, tonight. The, and the, 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 roosters are, the roosters are tough. You know, when they, they, uh, you heard when you were growing up, you read the stories about Farmer John and the cock-a-doodle-doo at the crack of dawn, and that wakes up the farmer. No, mm-hmm. they go all night long, yeah. all day long. They oh, just go whenever they feel like it. It's awful. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they don't just crow yeah. in the morning. <laughs> right. that's, that's a euphemism that, for city folks. Um, That'd and, be nice if yeah, they did. You know, it's not like Old MacDonald where the uh, the music plays or anything like that. When you're walking out in the field, you've got to keep an eye on the rooster because he can at any point come after you when your back's turned. You know, carry a stick yes, so you they, can knock they, him in the
0: head. They can get nasty. Very good, Brian. Uh, thanks for sharing all that, and I'm sure somebody uh, got some out of that. I, I know I learned more about chickens right there in that five minutes and ten minutes than I ever had in my whole life. Thanks for the call. 800 259 9231 that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Seems like something that's pretty relevant to people that aren't living in cities, I, I suppose. I, I don't know how many folks that are living in an apartment building can keep their own chickens. Depends. Pens. Pens? Depends. It depends. I mean, gotcha. obviously, You'd have to have a pen, I you, imagine.
2: You obviously can't uh, you know, raise chickens in an apartment building, but some people want to raise chickens. It's important to them.
0: toll-free number is 800-259-9231. You can bring up absolutely anything on Free Talk Live, and that proves it. 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, you've got a blog post to share with us, Mark, about some kooks, the kooky people out there. I we'll would Talk about it. You know, a waste of time, perhaps. All right, more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Again, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo or video proving they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see it for yourself there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies, that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of uh, freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch, freedomsphoenix.com. As we continue taking your calls about anything, it's Renee in California. Renee, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Oh yes, how
6: you doing? I was just at the Walgreens uh, nearby. I was just asking politely about the ingredients of the vaccine they're selling, and there were kids lining up for it. And wow, uh, they were refused. They didn't know actually, and they the manager came over and showed me the box, the actual box. And I asked him if I could write down. He refused to let me write it down, but I read him. And, yes, uh, Alex Jones was right. You know, they they have mercury on it and all of the other ingredients that are very deadly for our children.
0: You're talking about the swine yeah. flu vaccine? I didn't even know that was out. It's out? That yeah, uh, you know, be. Walgreens, is, they're, they're
6: heavily advertising it and uh, in our local, local uh So it
2: says stores. the words mercury on it?
6: Yeah, it has, it has Mercury. I read it on the box. He refused to give me a copy of it or for me to write it. Hmm. Um, basically, it was just outrageous. I mean, I could not believe that uh, most of the people that were online, like 60% of them just walked out of the store after I was telling them. That's Mercury. There's no such a thing as a safe dose of Mercury in any human being.
0: Is that true? I I
2: don't know. I mean, obviously, you get a certain amount of mercury and uh, right. There are like trace fish, elements, aren't tra- you... Trace and and fish and things like that, depending on you know.
0: Right. I mean, they say that arsenic's not good to take in a fairly large amount either, but it's also something, from what I understand, is one of those trace elements that your body does need to have it to some extent. I've never heard about the well, amount we're of mercury. talking about I'm mercury.
6: Mercury for a child for ch- children, you know, is, is horrific. You know, you lower their RQ. They're not growing normally. You know, but there is m- mercury,
3: other mercury. Mercury has
6: can if they could just search for Jim Humble on the Internet. and Jim Humble is an American, a patriot that uh, formulated MMS. And that that will solve uh, most of our problems in the health industry. What you know, is this uh, now? MMS by Jim Humble.
0: I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. You'll have to explain to me what that is.
6: Right. MMS is basically it's a solution that they use in hospitals to disinfect surgical equipment. And uh, Jim Humble discovered the perfect ratios to for humans to ingest and be able to destroy any pathogens. So when we destroy, so it's all a cure-all. You're,
0: you're saying it's a cure-all, a panacea. It's actually,
6: a killer, a killer for uh, anaerobic pathogens.
0: What is what is a pathogen? I don't know what that is. It's something is uh,
6: Those are microorganisms that mm-hmm. are we have. Uh, Anaerobic pathogens and aerobic pathogens. And those pathogens, uh, anaerobic pathogens, are like the fungus, what causes cancer, uh, all those diseases, the ones that give us the most power, uh, most problems. And those are the least, uh, the, the weakest, actually.
0: So you're and saying this guy discovered some, some sort of uh, product that will just wipe all the pathogens out? If you, if you ingest the, the it.
6: The product has been in the industry for the last hundred years, but the medical industry, you know, hasn't been able to really uh, have the perfect formulation, the perfect ratios to dilute it and be able to ingest it.
0: Okay. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Sam, you wanted to say something about yeah, mercury. Well, I know mercury
3: has been in the shots and, and so forth for a number of years, I believe. And the problem is that all of the... All of the new vaccinations that just keep getting piled onto the list, kids are getting so much mercury all at once in all of these combinations of shots that they're supposed to get that it is causing a lot of problems.
2: You know, I've looked at the uh, the mercury and uh, vaccines, and it's my understanding it's not the mercury that's the the issue for a lot of uh, a lot of these vaccines. Certainly, you can't say that vaccines are harmless. Anyone who tells you that is is uh, well, you know, is one of these pro-vaccinator, uh, you know lockstep uh, people that you just can't talk to. But obviously, vaccines are, you know, they, they have a certain level of harm that they cause. Right. You also have to look at whatever disease it is that uh, the vaccine is supposed to protect you from. In some cases, you know, pe- pe- some people feel that it's uh, its a good idea to take them, and, and that's fine. And other, pe- other people feel it's a bad idea, and that's fine, too. I think that people just need to be educated on it.
0: Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I don't know if the appropriate uh, place to be educating people is standing in the Walgreens talking to their customers. That I would probably kick you out of my store if I was the manager in that particular case. Uh, but nonetheless, I understand people's concerns about this uh, vaccine stuff. I don't know how I feel about it. I know, Mark, you've done a lot of research, and, and the people that are in favor of vaccines have done a lot of research. And so it's just you know the old question of who's right? I don't it's know. It's hard to know. There's the, so much
3: information out there on vaccines. I think the at least the way Alex Jones talks about it, I've heard a couple shows that he's done on this is that uh, they were trying to release it to the first responders, police, medical and uh, is it the swine flu thing. Yes. For the swine flu vaccination. And they were releasing it before it had gone through the proper testing because they know that takes at least X number of weeks. And, you know, if it's just become available and they're already pushing it on these guys that, you know, that was a big concern. They are the testing. Yeah. They are the testing. Exactly. Um, Exactly. I will
2: never, ever, ever take a flu vaccine. And there's certainly a difference between childhood vaccines and flu vaccines. Um, I, you know. I've had adverse reactions to flu vaccines. People tell me it's all in your head. Those people are jerks. All right, they they don't (laughs) they're not listening. And uh, you know, frankly, I I I have nothing to say that. Well, I think there's
0: I think there's something to be said for someone who is. uh, Let's see, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's not hypochondriac. Is it hypochondriac? Uh, somebody who is a hypochondriac, somebody who can essentially b- manifest um, sure. maladies. Absolutely. Simply. People can
2: manifest maladies. I, however, when but I took, when took you, the flu vaccine, I did not expect to get sick. Yeah. And I did. And right, then well, I When you I take took a, it again because I believed people that were in the medical industry that said, hey, look, man, no I don't deal. know. You made some kind of mistake. Yeah. Um, you must have gotten sick from some other kind of flu, whatever it was. It's impossible for you to have gotten sick from this. It happened shot. again. And then yeah. I got sick again. This is the sickest right. I've ever been in my life. 102. Uh, degree temperature at you know as a man not as a kid kids can have you know 102.7 degree temperatures and they they're not within you know steps of death however adults at that rate it's a big deal
0: you didn't imagine putting a foreign substance in your body that really happened you really put some stuff in your body and it didn't work out too well for you
2: i don't know if i'm allergic to that uh, to whatever's in flu vaccines i don't know i don't know if i have a reaction to it i don't know if it's something else in the vaccine whatever i'm not taking those things
0: right after hearing um both sides of this, from you and from people that have called the program and other people that have have taken the anti-vaccine side, I'd have to say I'm leaning towards anti-vaccine simply because it seems unnecessary. It seems like, oh, well... There are some odds that if you take this vaccine that you're going to get very, very sick, possibly even die. What do those odds compare like to if you just take your chances out out in the world? I mean, what are the odds you're going to come down with some of the things that they're vaccinating you for? It's not very good.
2: I think it depends on the the individual thing that they're they're uh, vaccinating for. If you're talking about uh, measles, mumps, and rubella, generally those things will not kill you. Um, you know chicken pox probably won 't kill you. it just depends on the disease
3: i think the government 's definitely seizing this to control with fear so that more on much the way is true here too.
0: This is free talk live. This Your
6: Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, a broadband version, dial-up version, even a webcam. It's all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com.
2: Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can go try them out now by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com FTL. If you don't go to audiblepodcast.com FTL, you don't get the free book. I know that currently they have the new Dan Brown book out, a new one by Terry Goodkind. You can go out there and get them for free, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Well, one of them. One of them, yes.
0: All right, so we continue here taking your phone calls and go to Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Tom.
4: Yeah, there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up, okay? Okay. You're finishing up high school and you're applying to go to college, uh, Mm -hmm. okay, and you can't afford it because – uh, Who can? You make minimum wage. Right. You make you making minimum wage of flipping burgers. Okay, so you fill out these financial aid forms. Say I can't afford to go to college. And they, well, how much money did your mom and dad make? What difference does it make? You're 18. You're an adult. So what difference does it make how much some relative of yours makes? It's totally well, irrelevant. Well, I would think no it makes interest- a
0: difference because they would cosign for you.
4: But they don't, they don't have to pay for your college. You're the one that wants to go to college. You're the one who's going to be – No, no, they uh, don't have to.
0: But in many cases, a lot of parents would like to pay for their uh, son or daughter's there's, college. There's
4: no There's no reason for taking their, their income into account if you want to apply. If you're 18 and you want to apply based on uh, – you're broke. Yeah. You make uh, – okay, so I think I've – finish that point anyone who disagrees with me no, well not they're tom. wrong but it, anyway it the could other be thing tom to
3: tom on. tom hold on it what? could be just a way to weed out some of the people that they see as problematic if if this kid doesn't have a good enough relationship for to get his parents to co-sign so that he can go to college then maybe there's a problem with that kid's behavior or something like that and that loan is a higher risk so there's a reason for them to uh to it's make not that a risk. requirement. It's
4: not a loan. It's financial aid. It's direct grants. Well, it's, but it's uh, the
0: government and, who's I going to play favorites. And, 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 wait a minute. I and, thought financial aid was a loan in many cases. I thought that it, the financial aid. Some of it is
4: student loans, but some of it is. Pell Grants. Right. And look what happened to Ed and Elaine Brown when they tried to keep their money instead of paying for Pell Grants, which is mm-hmm. really the problem. Gun-toting goons in bulletproof. So now, what you're I saying... I agree with Tom on this.
2: I feel, now, I'm i probably the only person in this room that's filled out the Pell, the Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Pell Grant does in fact ask you, you're not um, what what your parents' income is and things like that. You're not completely emancipated from your parents until you're 24 years old. You're not what? an adult. I'm telling you the truth, Ian. You're not an adult until you're 24 years years old as far as the federal government's concerned wow this is the further childification of america's youth yeah
4: there's something else i need to bring up though that the civil service test every time the postal service starts to have a few openings they have this test and they have far more applicants than they have positions to fill so you got to be one of the top scorers on the civil service test and then when they start going down the list of the lower scorers, but then they quickly have another test. You know, as soon, there's always flooded with way more applicants than they have uh, positions to fill. And, and what does so this overpaid. test entail? But, but the reason, well, it's, uh, it's like a school, like, like, kind of like the SATs and that sort of thing. But what I'm getting at is that the best scorers are the ones that get hired And so the federal government, by overpaying to bring in far more applicants than there are positions to fill, winds up putting some of the best minds to work sorting letters in the post office, which should be filled by high school dropouts.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, Tom. I I, I definitely appreciate what you're saying there. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL cai toll-free line. If you offer a lot of money for a menial uh, job, you're going to get a lot of applicants.
3: I was waiting to see how he was going to work in the killing cops angle on that Yeah, he that didn't story. get around to
0: it. So I mean, if you let him go long enough, he will He'll get there <laughs> somehow. Go to it. 800-259-9231. Of course, uh, if he were to go to that, we don't support or uh, advocate uh, whatever it is that Tom says. Uh, how do you know that he does? It's been long, quite some time since he's done that. True. He could have changed his mm, mind. He yeah. could he could have embraced a peaceful, uh, compassionate, loving approach. We'll
2: he's right. Then. Welcome to come over and uh, attend Quaker meeting with me.
0: All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here and go to George in Mexico. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank
7: you for taking my phone call. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about um, taboo subjects on Free Talk Live.
0: Okay,
2: what well, sure um, taboo subjects? Well,
7: I, I believe it was Mark it, Jason that uh, I, I don't even know why you said it. but you George, said uh, George,
2: there's a little bit of problem with the, the audio. Are you on a VoIP line or cell phone?
0: Yeah, I'm on the Okay. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, we're, it's we may not be able, out. We may not be able to go on very long, so go ahead and make make your point. Um, you said yesterday
7: yesterday that I don't answer um, questions, uh, and I don't even know what the questions were because I wasn't even talking to you. You just said I didn't answer questions. Um, but it, it's pretty clear to me that you guys don't answer a lot of questions when – uh, there's certain taboo subjects that you guys don't want to discuss. Like what? Um, Go please. ahead.
0: Throw a question out.
7: Well, the, the whole race angle that I that I brought up, you know, the last couple calls. We've been
0: talking about right. race with you, George, for an entire week. You've called, and that's all you've been talking about. I think you've had like five what? phone calls. We've, uh, we've kept you on yeah, wait, wait, over – hold on now, George. We've kept you on over an entire segment at least twice. Uh, so you've right. held through a break at least twice. Talk, s- not Talking about something is different than agreeing with you.
5: But uh, but
7: the, the last time I about it, uh, Mark brought up uh, UFOs and then bilderbergs.
0: Um, and Why don't you just ask guys, your question? If you if you're claiming okay. you've asked a question you haven't gotten an answer, I'm asking you to ask your question now because your phone's kind of crappy, and we'll give you an answer. I, I'm not claiming that. Mark claimed that I didn't answer a question. No, you said you just said a few moments ago. Didn't I hear him say? Did I misunderstand? Didn't you guys hear him say you guys don't answer certain questions? Yes.
7: Okay, yeah, I did say that. But so okay. what are but the I questions? Were... Give me one of them. Okay, Okay. well, here, here's a question. Um, Mark brought up Bilderbergers, and he pretended that he didn't. I mean, you guys are on the Alex Jones uh, same radio network as he is, um, and you guys pretend that you don't know what the Bilderberg group
0: is. I'm when did we pretend that, that. you are hey, putting words in my mouth? Look, you're you're, you're jumping to
2: conclusions. I honestly thought yeah. that there was a family name called Bilderberg. I didn't know. I corrected I you. Don't there. I don't care. Alex Jones does not is not in the next room over correcting me. Co- we are on the I same know. network. That has nothing to do with. Uh, that means know. we're
0: on the same satellite channel. That's yeah. really all I mean, that means. The I, same production I, facilities I are, are being I used. That, and I'd like to point that, out that on the Bilderberger issue, I said to, said to you that night, Mark, that's the hotel that they uh, met in way back when the Bilderberg group was formed. So I
2: made a mistake. Do you think I should be fired, George? Um, no, I don't. Really All right, care. so you still okay, haven't gotten not. to
0: a question. Wait a minute. He still hasn't asked one of his questions that we supposedly won't answer. So go ahead with your question.
7: Well, I asked a series of questions, and it was like... Uh, You're just beating you know, around Muhammad the bush Ali. now, George.
0: You're beating Muhammad around the Ali bush. Rope-a-dope. Ask one of the questions, and we'll answer it for you. Okay.
7: Um, is it is it racist for me to say that uh, we need more white people to move to Arizona because things are getting too brown here?
2: Yeah, it it getting too brown, or they are too brown?
7: Uh, either one. Pick your choice.
2: Yeah, it's it sounds that way. It, it kind of has it kind of to, to it. Yeah. Thanks for the call tonight. George, wait. Uh, uh, oh,
0: he's he's probably
2: gone. George? No, I'm here. Okay, great. Now, I've got a question. Damn it. <laughs> what about <laughs> Well, you know, it was one question for one question. So, what do you um you know, you've you've suggested that there's this uh diabolical uh conspiracy of people's skulking about in the shadows that might control everything. Do you think that they're by and large Jewish?
7: Um By and large, I I think that there are uh, Jewish people with certain um, uh, interests. Um, I don't think that Jews control the
0: world.
2: Okay, so you don't think that uh, when you see somebody who's Jewish... That was one question, You've got one
0: question. Okay, that's it. So, George, you have another one since you're still there? Uh, Do I have another question? Yeah, another question we won't answer, answer, but we will. You you didn't answer the question. Yes, you got an answer from Mark. (laughs) He said he thought it sounded (laughs) racist. Thank you for the call. You're not listening, George. Listening is an art. It takes practice. Sounds like you need some. 800-259-9231. That's the Cycle CAI <laughs> Toll-Free line. There's A big difference between hearing and listening. 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. We're inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy, they sell it. And it's probably a really great deal. I just got a good deal on a little video game controller for, uh, for my computer there. I got 12 bucks or something like that. and <laughs> It's good deals, Uh, and free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items. But if you need to save a few bucks, you can go used, and uh, they've got a whole lot of those, too. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get the stuff you need, get the stuff you want, and you'll help Free Talk Live at the same time. That's Amazon.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls about whatever you want, we'll go to, I believe, Gordon is on the line in Illinois. Gordon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ian. Hey, Gordon. What's on your mind tonight? Mark and Sam. Hey.
5: I wanted to tell you guys a story about the day the government saved me from myself. Really? Yeah. A number of years ago, I owned a retail store. Um, I bought this store from somebody else. I had shopped there. I came in one day. He was retiring and telling everybody he was going to close the store. So I bought it from him. Uh, Ultimately, I went broke. I wish I could blame the coercive government for that, but it was my own fault. Well, don't
2: don't forget the amount of taxes that they made you pay in order to run the business.
5: Well, that's true. There's I mean, something to that, but that wasn't what killed
2: me. Well, that um, wasn't the final blow, but you have to remember that there were a lot of straws that fell on that camel's back, and many of them were the dollars that you had to pay out in taxes. It's
0: true, Just, but not all businesses work.
2: It's, okay. it's true, but... And, and certainly in a, mar- um, and, you know, in a marketplace where there weren't taxes, there would be the fierce, more fierce competition, but you cannot detract from the, the, uh, the devastating effect of taxes on a business.
0: Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And you take those taxes out and you spread them across the entire country, and you've got a tremendous effect that is hurting every business out there to some extent. Okay, point taken.
5: Anyway, um, I bought the store, and when I took the store over, it was an, an electronics store. Um, Not like a place where you buy TV sets, but a place where you buy things to fix TV sets. Got it.
2: Little diodes Um, and stuff.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, And when I took over the store and I finally got to be behind the counter for a change, one of the things I noticed was that there was a bundle of electrical wires, extension cords and stuff, the size of my wrist, running the whole length of the front counter and back of the counter. There were extension cords plugged into terminal strips, plugged into adapters, plugged into extension cords. It was a nightmare. And so one of my first projects was I said, I have to get this place rewired. And so um, I used a market-based concept. I asked people who shopped at that store who were technical people uh, who was a good electrician. And several people recommended the same guy to me. And so I called him up and I said, hey, I want you to come out look at the place, I'll tell you what I want done, and I made arrangements with him on a particular day to completely rewire the electrical service in the store, um, have have power dropped professionally down from the ceiling in places where it needed to be, get rid of all of those extension cords and power strips, and heaven only knows what else was in there. Yeah. So the morning of that day comes and a truck backs up in front of the place and they drop off all of the supplies and some of them, particularly the poles that were going to bring the power down from the ceiling, were, were very long. So I laid those out in, the, in between a couple of the aisles where people could walk around them, mm-hmm. and there they were. So right around lunchtime, a guy comes in. Um, he worked for the, the city, and uh, uh, and I, the city was a customer of mine. They bought parts to fix traffic lights and stuff. Um Got it. So he came in to get something or another, and he saw this stuff on the floor, and he said, oh, wow, I didn't know you carried that kind of stuff. Um, that's good information to have. And silly me, not realizing who I'm talking to and not really understanding at that point in my life that you don't want to say a lot to government people. And <laughs> um, I said, well, we don't normally carry that stuff, but I can order it if you need it. Good retail practice right there. I said, actually, the reason it's here is because I'm having the whole store rewired to get rid of a bunch of problems there are with the wiring. And he scratched his chin and he said, hmm, I don't remember seeing a permit go through for that.
0: Uh Uh-huh. boy.
5: So, um, I said, well... uh,
0: Anything you say can and will be used against you.
5: You got that right. I said, well, I talked to the electrician, and the electrician said, uh, I don't need a permit for that. And he said, "Who are you using?" And I told him who I was using. He said, Ooh. "Well, he's not on our list of approved electricians." Even better. Even better. Good so, Lord. as it turns out, you can't just, I as a as an individual, I can't pull a permit to do electrical work on a business. You could not. Point of information. Point of information.
0: You could not pull your own permit to do your own work. Should it be you running the wires? Is In that what your, your own business? Correct.
5: I had, well. In, my own, in a
0: business. In your if business. If I'm
5: doing wiring in my house, right. I could pull a permit to do wiring in my house. Got As it. So you had to use owner, one of their
0: approved uh, people.
5: I have to have one of their approved electricians. And, of course, this guy's not approved. Right. So then he, I talked to him about it, and he said, well, I'll see what it takes to get approved. And I have no idea what <laughs> it took to get approved. But I know that a year and a half later, he still was not an approved electrician. Jeez. And he, he eventually just stopped calling me to check up on things, and ultimately I was in that store for three years until I went broke and went out of business. But for that entire three years, thanks to the village's permit system that's there for my own good, um, I ran all the power for the cash registers and and everything through that horrendous bundle of random extension cords and God only knows what, instead of professionally installed wiring.
0: So, so you just, you, you couldn't afford to go through one of their licensed guys at that point? Or... I didn't want to go
5: through one of their licensed guys. You didn't want to bow down. I asked my customers who's a good electrician, and, and the consensus him. was it
0: was this guy. The interesting thing there is that you're talking to several customers, and you're getting recommendations of the same guy, the guy who is not one of the licensed people. He's not one of the city's approved uh, dealers or installers, and yet that's really an example of how much business he's got. He's going around town doing jobs, and people are saying, satisfied with him? that's usually enough that's all it really takes is uh, is recommendations because if somebody recommends you somebody who doesn't do a good job then you're not going to trust what they have to say in the future and or at least they'll certainly take a, a ding to their reputation for recommending somebody who's a crackhead or whatever it is that their their problem is
5: exactly and given the type of store it was the people that i was asking for their opinions are New. people who know something about what's going on right. so i really trust those opinions
0: So did you stop selling to the city after that?
5: (laughs) No, I'll take their money.
0: Yeah, I I don't blame you. Hey, thanks for the story. I appreciate it. Anything else you want to share?
5: Um, Well, I could say something quick about vaccinations because that came up earlier. Sure. Um, I personally don't feel that vaccinations are inherently good or inherently evil. I know something about how they work, how they're made, and so forth. But I want to point out a couple of things. First of all, vaccinations are dangerous or else they wouldn't work. The point of a vaccination is to challenge your immune system and cause you to create an immune response. Mm -hmm. Doing that has to, I mean, if it's going to inflame your immune system, if it's going to rev up your immune system somehow, it has to attack it. It has to be attacking you so the immune system will respond. Even though the attack is something very minor, just a piece of the outer skin of of a virus that's not capable of infecting you, it still is, is doing something. So there, there's that. And the other thing is the vaccines themselves, because they contain organic material, they have to be preserved or else they'll spoil. And the way you preserve something is to put preservatives in it. And preservatives, when you get right down to it, preservatives are poisons on purpose. I mean, that's what they're supposed to be.
0: Salt's a when poison? something goes in
5: to make that, 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 uh, that vaccine spoil the small trace amounts of these other chemicals that are put in there poison the microorganisms that would spoil the vaccine and thereby let the vaccine last longer. So if you, if you take the view that absolutely no amount of a known poison is safe, then you certainly have to take the view that vaccines shouldn't be taken because they have known amounts of them.
0: Well, I don't know if it's true that no amount of poison is safe. Well, that's
5: that's my point. I'm not saying that that's the way it is. I'm just saying, you know, if you take that kind of all-or-nothing approach, vaccines, in order to be useful at all, have to have preservatives in them. Preservatives are poisonous.
0: Psilocybin so. mushrooms are poisonous, and I've eaten a few of those, and I'm still alive. There you so. go. So alcohol is, is an intoxicant. Yeah, Alcohol's poison. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for the call. Great information. Appreciate your thoughts tonight at 800-259-9231. Let's go to Hannah in New York. Hannah, I'm sorry. I had uh, spaced out. didn't realize you were on the line. We tried to take Lady Callers first, so here you are. What's All on right. your mind? I'll
8: forgive you. Um, hi. Um, well, I, I just had an experience a little while ago. Um, I have the wonderful opportunity
0: of getting to talk to a politician face-to-face. Ew. Well, will you tell <laughs> yeah. us about it after the news? We'll bring yes, it, I will. We'll bring you back here in a moment. More with Hannah yeah. talking to a ew, an icky politician. 800-259-9231, but some of them sure are good at talking. Man, they are good. They don't really say anything when they talk, but they can talk. 800-259-9231. That's why a lot of them, I think, go into to talk radio after they uh, finish their political careers. It's Free Talk Live. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the millionaire patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T.com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSite.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Just dial in toll-free to one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so freetalklive.com. Head on over and enjoy. Let's go back to Hannah in New York. Hannah, you had the unfortunate experience of uh, having to talk to, or I guess you didn't have to, but for whatever reason you were interviewing a politician. What was all that yeah, about?
8: It, it was by choice, so I, I don't feel too bad for me. But um, it, So, the, this Democrat, Dan Gorodnik, um, he's running for city council in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, he happened to be standing on a street corner nearby where I live. Um, being interviewed by anyone who who wished to, uh, to ask him questions so interesting. I thought it'd interesting and, and i've never talked to a politician before so i thought it would be good practice well um
2: i can see what drew and, you in I, before you go on hannah i've got some, sort of some questions here now city council of new york does that uh, run all five boroughs i don't know anything about the, the city of new york really
8: i i i actually don't know i i, I think it likely does, because, because it's a city council for New York City, mm-hmm. and that includes all the boroughs, but I, I don't know the answer
0: to that. Well, okay. I, I, this, you probably won't know this one, then. What about aldermen? I know I've heard the term alderman when it comes to big cities like that. Is it is he an alderman, or is he running for alderman, or is, is there actually a city council, and then aldermen are beneath city councillors?
8: I have absolutely no okay. idea. Okay, figured I'd ask. All I know is it's a, it's a law-making body.
0: But the relevancy okay. is this guy is running for office, and you yeah. had the chance to ask him some questions.
8: Right. Yeah. So, so I, I went out armed with my uh, my digital camera. I don't yet have an iPhone. Um, and I think the first mistake I made was asking him if it would be all right if I videotaped our conversation. Because. Um, because it gives I, you the I, chance I think, to say no. In retrospect, it probably would have been a better idea. Maybe to just go out with the video camera already on, and then you know if he. If he didn't want to be videotaped, I could have gotten that response from him on camera. Yes. Um, but anyway, so I, I I didn't want to press that with him, and he seemed really opposed to uh, being on camera. So coward. I He's hold on. Kind of He's r-
2: running for office, and he was opposed to being on camera. He's a coward. Yeah. He's a politician. That doesn't make any right. sense.
8: Yeah. So so I made the point. Well, you know, I feel that as my public servant, you should you should be held accountable for what you say, and and I should be able to uh, to share your answers with with the public, but. Um I, I didn't you know, I was by myself and I didn't want to um get in trouble. So. so is
0: this guy already a city councillor and he's running for reelection or he's, yeah. he's okay gotcha.
8: Yeah. So uh I decided to just kind of ask him some questions and not have any uh not have any evidence of his responses. But um so I I, I just basically asked him like what what is his, what is your political agenda? What what are you advocating? And he kind of gave some uh he, he used some political lingo and gave some kind of generic responses that I, I didn't really understand what he was talking about. That's the point. Um, so I sort yeah. of ignored his response, and, and, and then I asked him, well.
2: That's okay. He uh, ignored your question by giving yeah. you a nothing answer.
8: <laughs> well, he did answer, but I, no, you know, well, I'm not I'm not well-versed in political lingo. So. Sure, you could,
2: you could answer back with a bunch of garbage, too, but he couldn't get away with just saying, I'd prefer not to answer your question.
8: Right. I didn't think his his answers were were really relevant to to uh what I was trying to get out of him, so then I asked him, well, let's say uh, i'm I'm morally opposed to a law that you institute. Should I be forced to pay for its funding? Mm. and good he question. Kind of yeah, he kind of paused for too long <laughs> um and uh but but then essentially he said yes, and but then he asked me for an example. So I said, "Well, let's say there's a there are raids, police raids on someone's apartment or someone's house um, for for, uh, for for someone uh, possessing a, a taboo plant leaf. Should I be forced hmm. to pay for those police raids because I'm morally opposed to, the, to them?" Um, and he said, "Yes, through taxation, you should be forced to pay for. You don't have the right to opt out of paying."
0: That was um, honest.
8: And I, mean, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really know what else to ask him because I think that kind of clarified, like, my suspicion. Sure, of he's
2: a violent, dangerous man. <laughs> yeah. Standing on the street so, corner in New York. No, no, I. You know, to me, that doesn't sound like something terribly unusual.
8: <laughs> right, right. So, and I mean, there are other people around, and I just kind of wanted to, I thought, you know, the, the unlikely possibility that my questions could plant seeds of, of, uh, of, Liberty. I think mindedness. you're right. I mean,
0: there's it's certainly there's no chance that any seed was planted with this guy. But that is right. the value of these conversations is that other people can see these people for who they really are. And yeah. they really are folks that want to control the lives of others. And you made that right. pretty clear. So good job. Yeah. Yep.
2: And you got the oh. added experience of getting to interview a politician and see how slippery they are. And now you'll you'll know in the future. Hmm. I've got to be a little more careful in dealing with these snakes. In and the
0: grass. you also now know about the the camera thing. Instead of asking permission uh, to film, you just do it. Then they'll start trying the stuff that they always try with <laughs> Sam. Uh, and, and Sam, you're putting together another one of your uh, videos, which will be released soon, I'm sure, at obscuredtruth.net or dot .com, com. Excuse me, obscuredtruth.com. And uh, again, you go into a government bureaucrat's office, and they try the old, "Well, I haven't given you permission to film me." It's okay, for I you, don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, yes, you did when you cast your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's just it's something that takes practice inter- interacting with these people.
3: Yeah. And what I'm learning is in those cases is to turn it back on them and say, oh, you don't want to be filmed. Why is that? Do you have something to hide?
0: Oh, yeah, that was a great. You move. Know, do
3: the Do the same things that they would turn around on you. And when you're doing outreach like this, if you can try and take it to the simple gun in the room argument, like with this politician, you could have responded if next time you get this opportunity. You might be able to say, well, what do you think should happen
0: to people like me if I refuse to pay? That would have taken yeah. it to the next step. I think she did show the gun in the room with mm-hmm. with her question. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that certainly would have taken it to the next level. Great, uh, yeah. great story tonight, Hannah. Anything else you want yeah. to share?
8: Well, I just wanted to say, I, so after his response, I just uh, there were other people around, and so I decided to kind of rephrase. And uh, so, so I said, so basically, what you're saying is that um, you uh, you can you have a right more of a right to manage my money than I do. So basically, I don't own my money. You own my money. And he kind of you know paused for a long time again and said, "Well, yes, the money that you pay through taxes is owned by the state <laughs> um and then and then i said well, so so you don't believe that I have a right to uh to decide which things I spend my money on personally and he said, well, you know if if everyone if everyone could choose where to spend every penny of their money." Then how would we have? How would you have the public buses running on the street? <laughs> <You> <laughs>
0: because
2: wouldn't. Nobody, cause nobody wants to get anywhere um, in New York City,
0: <laughs> right? You'd have right. you'd have private buses that were open to the public instead of government-run buses, is what you'd right. have.
8: Right. I just I didn't really know how to respond to that that question. Though. Yeah. Well, see, they're, they're always
2: going to come up with that.
0: They're
3: always going to come up with one little example to kind of okay. sidetrack the issue, and the issue is really. The gun in the room. What and happens if I don't pay? And they will yeah, always use an
2: example of something that the government does that's useful and good. They will never go back to the example you used of the uh, the, the, the plant, plant matter, or anything sure. like that. They will point out, well, what about the firemen? What about the roads? Mm-hmm. Right. What about, you know, in this case, public transportation? Yes. In New York City, public transportation is a necessity. Critical, yes. um, I, I don't mean in the sense that public is, but mass transportation is a necessity in New mm-hmm. York City. So they're pointing yes. out something that they do Reasonably well, the buses run on time, and I, I don't know if they run. Uh, they certainly don't run as, as cheaply and efficiently as they would otherwise. But you know, they they get it done in New York City because they have to, because they would string them up from the lamp posts if they didn't.
0: Okay. If your buses and your public transportation is so great, then why shouldn't people be able to, people be able to pay for it voluntarily?
8: Exactly. Yeah, um, and I believe the subways were actually built uh, by private. Privately. Yeah, sure. they were.
0: Yeah. It is true. In many, in, like in so many cases, where privateers uh, did build something, and then eventually, for I don't know what the process was in New York. I don't know if the city bought it or just stole it, was, it from them.
3: They they were able to expand it through bonds, and then I believe eventually took it over from there.
0: Yeah, this, I'm not sure. I'm sure it changes just depending because there are a lot of private roads out there that were also taken over by uh, city governments and. How that process actually went down in every different place. I don't know. I imagine in some places they just stole them outright. In other places they might have given them some sort of pittance. Thanks for the call tonight. In other cases, some
2: of their friends may have owned them and they gave them a whole whole bunch of money. Whatever they gave them, it was the wrong amount.
0: Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Coming up, we're going to talk about the kooks out there and their distractions from doing something effective. I don't know how best to describe what you've got coming up here, Mark, but we'll get to it. And your calls about anything at 800-259-9231, plus a mass smoke-out tomorrow. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the Stakel, CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Features, by the way, including the Facebook profile. You can go and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com.
2: Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has five days of firearms training waiting for you, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. That's frontsite.com It all comes with your uh, course in, in firearms uh, handling that's uh, significantly better than what they uh, you know teach in the law enforcement and the military.
0: frontsite.com very, very cool. We continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want, and we go to Dan in Arizona. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Hey, Dan.
7: Hey, I, I have kind of a, a, a touchy question for you, and I I'll, I'll have a follow-up depending on what your answer is. Okay, sure. Do um, you guys file uh, income tax returns?
0: I do
3: not. Sam? Not planning on it any longer. I do.
7: Okay, okay. Well, see, the reason I ask is because um, I'm starting this unassuming business down here in Tucson,
4: mm-hmm. and
7: uh, I, I basically want to drop off the radar. I haven't filed income tax in the last 3 years. Excellent. And they haven't come after me, but uh I don't have a bank account.
0: That's I'm even trying better. To
7: figure, figure out ways that I I can just, you know, live my life as a free man and basically be able to show people how how they could do it also because I'm one of those who believe that uh we can't really change things to, through the system. We have to live our lives like we want our society to
0: be. I so I think that it. the system will change inevitably as people start living their lives as they want things to be. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier that there's there may be a mass smokeout tomorrow. Apparently there was one today. Apparently there's been one every single day of the week, and I am so out of the loop. I don't even know about this uh, here in Keene, and so people are just starting to live free. And if they if more people continue living free, inevitably the system will either just stop enforcing bad laws because it'll be too expensive for them to do so, or they'll decide to do the right thing and leave people alone for the right reasons. Either way, I think that the system will change, and I think that it's more likely to change sooner if more people. People start living free. So I, I completely support what you're doing. I wish you were doing it here in New Hampshire, but wherever well, you're brings, doing it. That
7: brings me up to that brings something else that I've been really starting to really seriously
0: consider. Before you get to that, though, to um, just, just want to make a suggestion for people that are thinking about shutting down a bank account, because having a bank account sure is convenient for paying bills and that sort of thing. Uh, one of the things you can do is you can get one of those preloaded credit cards so you can use it just like a credit card, and you can load money onto it. Um, I don't know how you go about loading the money. I, I, I guess it depends on where you're – if you can go into a physical location and turn cash into the uh, to credits on the card, then that would be what you'd want to do. I don't know if uh, – I've got like one you, of those. You've got one. Okay.
7: Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm seriously thinking about moving to New Hampshire.
0: Okay. So what's, uh, uh, what's your objection?
7: Because I, I love what you guys are doing over there.
0: Great. What's your objection? What's holding you back?
7: Uh, my life here, you know, I, I, I've never been east of Mesa, Arizona, so. You know, it, would be a, it would be a tremendous culture shock for me, for one thing.
2: Yeah, I, can you, you know, address that, Mark? I, I I can absolutely. Um, I I lived my whole life in Florida. And you were
0: shocked hard when you came up. Here. I did,
2: and things are a bit more rural up here. I lived uh, the 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 life of an advertising executive. Uh, you know, caffeine fueled. Uh, you know, top down in the convertible sports car, the whole thing. And coming up here, you know, life's a little slower and uh, it, it's just a a little more laid back and so it was a big it was a big shock for me too but to some extent it's it's about your your identity that you've created for yourself as you know i heard you say i've never been uh, i've never been west or excuse me east of uh mesa arizona which means that you've probably uh practiced that phrase uh, you probably said that to a dozen people in the last year yes, I have. And, and that's part of your personality hey look I don't travel. Whatever's going on east of, uh, Mesa, Arizona, I don't go there. I don't do that. I'm not an Easterner. I'm a Westerner. So you've got this kind of thing wrapped up in there, and, you know, maybe it's something, it's not like you have to cease being a Westerner if you go to, uh, New Hampshire.
0: It's just, you know, I'd like to point something out, and I want to get, I
7: think the biggest, the biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that's holding me up is, um, you know my my romantic
0: relationship. I guess I should. say. Yep. Ooh, so you have a, a lady friend. It's a who, woman, you know. <laughs> well, so, I'll, I'll take your word for it. So she is not so into the liberty thing, or what?
7: No, she grew up in New York, and and she she moved to Arizona about twenty years ago, and she just can't stand the weather over there anymore.
4: Yeah. So
0: I, she,
7: she's totally against the cold place. I'm not.
0: I, yeah, that is going to so. be a tough. Uh, that is going to be a tough it. issue. how does she feel about freedom, though?
7: Uh, I'm bringing her around. I mean, it's been very hard. I mean, she's, uh, I mean, she's your typical indoctrinated. She grew up as a Catholic, uh, in the Bronx. And, I mean, three years ago, she was all for labor unions and universal health care and all that stuff. I'm bringing her around.
0: Well if right. she can if she falls in love with so freedom she's coming
2: around she is coming around just so you
0: know. Right if she if she gets it about freedom eventually and really gets excited about it then hopefully she'll get excited about what's happening here in New Hampshire and get over the uh, the cold issue. I mean I was a little frightened by being cold as a Florida native also uh but it's really to me it's not that big of a deal as long as you aren't working one of those jobs like those poor bastards holding the signs out when Circuit City was closing this winter just standing out in the the freezing cold for you know, however long their shift was before they could go and get some coffee or something like that. Mm, uh, man, I wouldn't want to work a job like that. But otherwise, as long as you're going from heated car to heated building, it's, it's not a huge deal.
3: Have you guys thought Thanks about – Thanks time, guys. Well, one, one question for you. Have you guys thought sure. about coming up for, say, Porkfest or the Liberty Forum?
0: Great idea.
7: Oh, I'd love that. If see, had, see If I had if you some can. some coin in my pocket, But what I'm afraid of is uh, not being able to, to get a, an airline ticket.
0: Okay. Oh, because you're outside the system to to some extent, you mean?
7: Yeah, and it's some other issues, but uh, it's it's um.
0: Well, someone else no, could love, always buy the ticket
7: be, for you. I'd love you. to be hanging with with people that think like me.
3: Well, and I are think you if you could put her in that environment, it would sort of uh, take away some of the fears and the unknown that's there. And Absolutely. Could, you it guys would. would both see the kind of people that are involved in this movement, and I think most nice people folks. go away being very, very impressed.
0: It's a, it's a, Yeah, it absolutely. Is ve- both events are very positive for people who've never been to New Hampshire to come up and experience what it's like to be around those activists as you're talking about, the, to be around hundreds of like-minded people. It's really a lot of fun, and just one more thing I want to add in here, Mark, you were culture shocked and I loved it when I moved up here and I think the difference was you kind of drug yourself along whereas I had made the decision that this was my time to move to New Hampshire and I'm moving here with my show and Mark, you're on my show mm-hmm. and you didn't want to leave the show, so you decided. Guess I better move too. So I don't know if you were quite to the the mental preparations, uh, you know, state that I was in when you made the move up here. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it was more difficult for you, because Sam, you came from more of a metropolitan lifestyle. Oh yeah. How, how did you feel about the adjustment process here?
3: For me, I, I knew that I was I was giving up a lot of the things that I would be able to go out and do in Dallas. Uh, but I I got to the point in my life where this was more important. This is where I want to be. I I can't imagine living the same life. I don't live the same life, and it's okay with me because I'm doing what I love and, and, you know, making a difference in the world.
0: Dan, we look forward to seeing you here when you get a chance. Go to the Free State Project's website at freestateproject.org. Look at the Liberty Forum. Check out the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And come up for at least one, if not both of them. Uh, More on the way here. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airways.
2: On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation Silver Round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include the bulletin board system with over 490,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about there. And it's completely free, so enjoy over at bbs.freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com.
2: Free Talk Live has teamed up with MS Press to offer you the only complete right. This is the only writings of, uh, that are complete of Lysander Spooner. If you're interested in buying this very rare set, then you already know who Lysander Spooner is and how influential he was for the liberty movement. Anarchist, philosopher, abolitionist, entrepreneur, and mailman. You can purchase his 2,800-page, six-volume set, bound in library-quality hardcover, delivered to your door for $335. Just go to Spooner.FreeTalkLive.com. That's Spooner.FreeTalkLive.com. I know what the webpage says, trust me.
0: No freedom. fan of Spooner should be without this. Yeah. This is really well,
2: unique. I mean, it's it's a big it's a big chunk, but the people that are If <laughs> you're a fan of Spooner, yeah, you shouldn't be without this. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's believe me, it's $335. I know what the website says, it it's 335. Oh, was the
0: website say? it's more than that or
2: something sure i mean okay. you know it's it's a it's a free talk live only uh offer and of course you know if you don't have a whole bunch of web web acumen which the the you know, owner of this website doesn't hasn't switched all that stuff so
0: understood all right we're going to your phone calls about what you want rich is in new hampshire and you're on free talk live hello rich rich Whoa, a little
9: bit of noise there uh, oh. d- are you getting
0: me we got you fine what's on your mind tonight
9: Okay. Well, I'm, uh, as you said, in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, my name's Rich, uh, and we've been having kind of an informal thing going on uh, every day at 420 <laughs> where we go down to the gazebo in the center of town, and we smoke a couple joints or a bowl or what have you and then go about our business. Awesome. Uh, today we got 30 people out, uh, more than half of whom were not free staters. And uh, we also got a visitor from a reporter from the Keene Sentinel.
0: How did the reporter? Uh, 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 how did the reporter catch you into that?
9: <laughs> no, I actually, uh, I actually left just before the reporter showed up. Um, so, but Noah talked to the talked to the reporter, huh. and I don't know if he asked.
0: That's great. Um, And by the way, I just love this, that this is happening, because we've talked on this program a lot about the activism here in New Hampshire, and it's been great. Uh, The the Free State Project is encouraging thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people to move here. Rich, you're one of them uh, that has has made the move. You moved originally, I think, to the Manchester area, and since you've actually moved out to Keene, which is always great to see happen, Uh, people migrating mm -hmm. out here to Keene as, as they've kind of explored the rest of the state. And, uh the the activism's been great but it's been relatively solitary as far as the the level of civil disobedience is concerned it started out with people like Russell canning or Lauren canario uh, engaging in acts of civil disobedience on their own or maybe with one other person there was a, an IRS office protest that involved two uh, two ladies uh the Cat canning from the New Hampshire Free Press and, and Lauren and so these these uh, pioneers if you will in the world of civil disobedience here in New Hampshire have been going it alone they've had backup in that people have supported them people have come to the court trials. people have you know called the jails when they 've been arrested and, and thrown in jail. but the actual events of civil disobedience have been pretty solitary. there was I guess we could also talk about how uh, there was some gambling that went on at one of the festivals we did and that was ignored by the police so that was kind of a successful example of civil disobedience where they look the other way and that 's fine that's a that 's a fine outcome for civil disobedience. But there's never really been anything significant of, of a significant size happening until apparently this week, and I didn't even know about it until today. I It was my understanding that there was the occasional time when some activists would decide just on a whim to go out to uh, the central square and uh, and get high in the – uh, you know, smoke gazebo. cannabis in the gazebo there. Uh, But I never realized that there was any sort of scheduled thing that was going on. And apparently this just sprung up on, as of Monday, is that right?
9: Uh, yeah, I've been doing this about a week. It started out just, uh, me and Noah and we started telling people about it and, uh, people started <laughs> saying, well, we'll come with you. And then, uh, luckily some of us actually knew some people in the local, local stoner community who, uh, You know, they found out about it, and they started started coming out to support us, which is sweet.
0: Yeah, I think so, too, because usually you just get a lot of talk from people. Usually you just hear, oh, yeah, that's a great idea, and then they'll never show up to do anything. But you're saying that 50% of the participants today, uh, it's my understanding from the Free Keen Forum that on Monday there were maybe seven people. On Tuesday there were 14 or so people, and today there were something like 27 people out there, and that's when the, mm-hmm. the newspaper reporter showed up. That's that's tremendous. I mean, that alone right there is an amazing event, uh, and mm-hmm. it, of course, was completely unannounced. Uh, it hasn't been publicized in any any way. There haven't been any blog posts about it until, you know, now. Maybe there will be one uh, at some Mm -hmm. point here. But I'm so excited for this because you guys are going back tomorrow. The newspaper article is going to come out tomorrow. And that means the police are going to be well aware of it, presuming they aren't listening to this show tonight. I know some of them do listen. Mm Uh, but we're
9: listening to Pork Four One One. We sent one of uh, actually two of us sent Pork 411s tonight.
0: That's a uh, an informational service that allows activists here in New Hampshire to call to dial a phone number, leave a message, and have it distributed pretty much instantaneously to hundreds of recipients, whoever it is that's signed up to receive those. And that's how I found out about what's going on tomorrow. Sam, I know you're coming out with your cameras, yes. uh, so wait, I was hoping you would.
3: I will definitely be there. Yeah, I, I've been out of the loop on some of this, and I had I. I've, knew you guys were going out as of Sunday but I thought maybe four or five of you I had no idea the numbers had gotten this big it's going to be spectacular no matter I'm what happens
9: I'm absolutely flabbergasted at at the numbers and the enthusiasm and the courage yeah well rich uh, that when I've I was in from the locals
3: when I was in jail this is the one thing that people would get excited about and the other inmates or prisoners that were in there They would say, oh, that's – tell me, when are you guys going to do mass smokeouts? I want to come join you. And, you know, that was something that they all got excited about and were willing to step up. And it looks like uh, what's going on with you and what you've been able to create here is evidence of that.
9: Got to like it. And, uh, I mean, basically the strategy that we used was to keep it low-key to kind of build uh, momentum Mm -hmm. uh, so that we didn't get police involvement immediately. And also – be as one issue as possible we don't want to our i don't want to beat people over the head with a whole anarchy package i just want to get together with them and groove on the issue where we all agree because we're there you know and that uh that seems to work out Mm -hmm. real well because you don't get the tension that you saw at say the tea parties where there were groups of different activists and most of the time we were proselytizing to each other um
0: (laughs) So quick question. Since I haven't been out – I wasn't there today – for the 27 people coming out and participating in uh, in Smoking Up, what is the group like? I I guess one of my concerns is that if it's a bunch of, uh, for lack of a better uh, term, dreadlocked hippies uh, hanging out uh, in the central square getting high, there's going to be a certain image that's presented – Obviously, the ideal situation would be to have people of a different look, a different sort of look, mixing in together with uh, with one another. I mean, how cool would it be to have a, a picture on the front page of the paper of somebody, kind of the traditional dreadlocked uh, hippie-looking guy, passing a joint to somebody who's wearing a business suit? Like, that
9: would actually, be... Actually, I've been considering wearing a business suit tomorrow. Yeah. And <laughs> I think you just kind of solidified that in my mind, <laughs> hearing that come from a... Because from I actually have some. I used to... You know, I used to be a computer programmer for Citibank. I still got. Oh, great.
4: Because um, so, I, I yeah, think that's
0: important to that's to show idea, people yeah. that this isn't just a bunch of dirty hippies that want to get high. Because that's what you'll get you'll get slapped with. You'll be that'll be labeling. You know they'll be labeling you with that. They'll be saying, "Oh, see the uh, the city council is talking about decriminalization, and now you've got these hippies down on uh, in Central Square." Not that I have anything against hippies. I don't. I'm just talking about kind of the public relations aspect of this to show people who are in the dark. I mean, there are so so there are actually people that are so ignorant on the marijuana issue that they believe. That people aren't arrested for it Yeah so yeah. these are the types of people who, are, who kind of buy into the stereotypes and they believe that there's only a certain type of marijuana smoker and that marijuana rots your brain or it kills your brain cells, that sort of thing. Just all these myths that have been out there propagated forever. I think it's important to have different sorts of people engaging in this particular event because it can help bust down those walls that people have built up, the, the misinformation. So I'm excited about what you've put together. And, uh, Rich, right. thanks for calling in on it tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for having us. Yep. We'll see you out there tomorrow, 800-259-9231, and hopefully we'll still be here to do the show afterwards. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
10: Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's Z-U-S-Coin.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Inviting it to our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. We've got archives and entire year's worth of the show front page of the site, free for you at freetalklive.com. If you want to pick up some
2: uh, low-priced and very good uh, gold and silver pieces, you can go to gold.freetalklive.com. We've got four of them there that I've picked out from uh, Midas resources, and they're all very good deals, and uh, you can check it out. Also, if you're thinking, if you've been thinking about uh, putting, you know, getting uh, getting set up to sort of do a uh, you know, every paycheck, you put a little money away to save, probably a great way to do that is to put it in gold and silver. Midas can set that up for you, too. If you call this telephone number and ask for the layaway plan, uh, you probably should get uh, 20, 21 uh, coins. It's the best way to, you know, sort of the break point for their shipping. And you can make weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever payments, uh, whatever your paycheck comes in. You can send payments in, and, and uh, then you'll get your coins shipped to you, and you're you're done. Just uh, call this telephone number, 877-857-9938. It's 877-857-9938. Well,
0: let's continue with your phone calls about what you want. John is in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John.
11: Uh, how are
12: you doing, guys?
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
12: Um, well, I was actually um, pretty... Um unnerving um we go to boston a lot you know for uh, the basketball games for celtics uh, whatnot and um lately they you know in the subways usually the, you know they announce the stop and and all that but um actually certainly today um um this is pretty direct and uh they straight out said you know if if you don't show your id it's going to cause an arrest so don't you know don't you know don't say or cause any way to attract attention to the police and if they have to ask you for ID, but a strong you're going to be arrested, you know, just mm. straight out like that. And the people on the subway, those who not listen to the iPods, we just all looking at ourselves like, are you serious? You know, it's pretty intimidating. And it came to the point that we ended up leaving a little early. And, um, it's, it's kind of, even, uh, most of my friends, we don't even want to use the sub no more. That's how unnerving it is. And, I bet. um,
0: what would the charge be? Disorderly conduct, refusal no, nothing, to obey? Nothing,
12: nothing. Nothing. Nothing happened. Nobody smoked in the train. They announced just straight. I'm hoping, like you know, people from Boston, if they're listening to this, they they'll definitely know what I'm talking about. They come out, no smoking on the car. They don't, you know, do anything to attract police attention. And if they ask you for ID, you better show them. If it's not going to cause them, you know. So, arrest. was this something I,
0: that was being announced over the loudspeakers?
12: The loudspeaker, usually it's supposed to say Boylston, the next stop, exit on the right. It right. just comes out on the loudspeaker. That's how unnerving it is. And, you know, you know that, you know, the vaccine and the bills pass and, and all that. And we do pay attention, you know. Um, so this kind of got us, you know, really freaked out.
0: So and the, the cops, cops, so the cops didn't, so you did not actually encounter the police. It's just that there was a certain message that was going out and no,
12: the police are already out there, like in at the, the bottom, like the bottom when you before you enter to the sub, they're already out there, like stationed just you know, just looking around and all that. And the last comes in. And but says, now, yeah, so this me. is
3: the this is the train driver at the front saying, next stop no, no, so no, and no, so no, and no, street. And to by honest, the way, continuous.
12: you know, we go take that train. All the time to sell the games. So we know that subway very well, so that's what I was saying. The people that are from Boston, if they you know if they experience the same way, I was hoping you know I'm not the only one that's listening to it. It's not I'm not the only one in the car that I heard it. It's not only once either. It's continuous sure. like it's casual.
0: It's it's and, probably um, not pretty, live, Sam. It's probably a recorded loop okay. that's that's going through. Um, so what you're suggesting here is that people uh, pay attention, or are you hoping for looking, a non non cooperation? That's then that
12: i listen listening to the iPods. Usually people talk on the cards. We all look at each other when this is going on. Like, nobody's doing anything. Nothing's going on that we know of. And
3: so, John, of sudden, why like, not Why not make your own announcement?
12: Say that again?
3: <laughs> make it's your own not, announcement. We, we were
12: startled, to be honest with you. I, I didn't want to be part of it. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to, you know, cause any... Well, some but kind what, of
3: what is that going to do to roll it back or stop it or encourage people to think about exactly what the, the subway people are telling them now? You well, know, there's a... Them,
12: I don't. To be honest, just like the other guy said, you know, just like civil disobedience, actually, actually, marijuana, actually marijuana is actually, what is it, De- uh, decriminalized? It is decriminalized to
0: some extent in Massachusetts, yes.
12: Exactly. there got to be some kind of public awareness or something that got to be set up, just like you said in Hampshire. Like, we're actually next door to you guys. But it's pretty unnerving, and I'm hoping if people around Boston are listening to it, hopefully, you know, you know, they the call and actually confirm the same thing going on. I've been actually going gradually over weeks and it's actually increasing it like really we notice us we take in the cards so they're saying a little more aggressive each time each week now i never heard that before like you know we go well that tends the to line. be what
0: happens i mean when government uh manages to take a step without being opposed it will take another step yep. toward more control and tyranny which is why people need to stop obeying if if everybody just goes along to get along then it will keep getting worse, and before you know it, they're going to be doing what they're doing in New York City, and that is randomly shaking down uh, passengers. And then who that's knows what the exactly next step what's is. That's going on. Well, and, also exactly. oh, and that's happening in Boston? Is that again? Yeah, are you saying, I, I'm sorry, I missed what you said. You said that is going on in Boston, where they're shaking down passengers?
12: They are saying, basically, if they come up to you and ask you for ID, if mm-hmm. you do not provide an ID, you're going to be arrested. Simple. Not like they're gonna. No, no. I understand that, but prior
0: to that change, had they been shaking people down? Had they been stopping people and asking them to open up their bags and that sort of thing?
12: In the back, actually, there's some lady that did ask her. She had a big bag. It's just unusual for her to carry. Anyway, then the bottom of the stairs, when you walk towards the substation, they have like a normal table set up. It's like there was nothing there. There was four of them just just hanging around, eyeballing people, and this is almost. Casual now, they all—they're just sitting there. They're not actually doing anything. They're just standing around, just eyeballing people.
0: So they're not they pulling just, people aside and and harassing them. They're not. Oh, no, uh, they,
12: so, they are. They eyeballing them to horrible. You know, gives them some kind of eye or something. They just kind of like look at them. Like you know, basically they're not doing anything. Meaning like you know, they're like uh, you know, they're just looking at people, just almost to intimidate people, to be honest. And we, for people that use the subway frequently like we do, we notice the changes. You know, us, we, yeah. you know. You go to work and school and all that. So for most of our friends not to even take the cart, you know, even home, we end up walking, you know, like a couple miles to go home. It just, you know, it's a nice day anyway. But to have some kind of, you know, to happen to you like when you were there, like I hear what's going on, but when when it happens to you, when your friends actually hear it right in the you know, microphones, it really gives you the chills. I bet and it I'm does. Just hoping,
0: yeah.
12: I'm just hoping people from Boston, you know, if you guys are, you know, listening to this, hopefully you guys you know call in and, you know, confirm this because... Uh, so you you don't think...
0: Honest, I mean, you guys all heard it. Why do you need more people to confirm? I, I guess you're, you're not sure if it's a policy at this no, point? I'm
12: or... sure, but, like, I'm just wondering, like, why, you know, nobody's really speaking out about it, and... To people are, to scared. Kinda, people, people I mean, are scared. People people are scared of this To stuff. be honest, like, you know, like, maybe I have to, you know, grab, you know...
0: Maybe that's you, man. Maybe you're the one that has to start speaking out about it. Maybe you're the one that should be calling uh, Boston Talk Radio stations and uh, and be bringing this point up and talk about how, uh, how crazy this is and how you're tired of going along with it.
12: Actually, uh, one of my friends was suggesting to hang the flyers up and uh – the subway stations but uh, that's that's actually going right against them too
0: so uh, well john there's uh, th- there's no way that you can be in favor of freedom and not go up against the government if you're going to try to get the word out about uh liberty or try to just get the word out about how these uh subway searches and harassment are, are very invasive and unwanted of course they're going to be up against you and that's going to put you in some level of uh danger I would think a flyer would be pretty safe
12: well, actually, one uh, one more thing. One of our friends actually has a camera, and uh, we're you know thinking about putting it in our backpacks in the front side of it. So in case you know same situation happens next time, we're actually gonna tape it up and like post it up and start you know you know, spreading the around Great. Because, I think honest, cameras are a good solution. School, you know, unnerved. I I hate going to work unnerved, especially my transportation. It's really unnerving and you no know, well uh, something's gotta be done. Definitely
0: arm up with some cameras and start practicing uh saying no and then find out if they actually arrest you. It may be a bluff. You know they may not now, actually
12: I know, it seems like a bluff, but that's why they're you know saying it almost repeatedly, aggressively. I never heard, to be honest, your announcement saying if you don't show a police your ID, you're gonna get arrested. And then, it, then it give us a reason like something's going on, or are they looking for somebody? Hey, it doesn't hey John, matter what the reason if is. You do something, it's, it's pretty unnerving.
3: So, hey John, next time you know you're me? on,
12: if I'm gonna get that
3: again. Next time you're on YouTube, take a look, type in uh, everything is okay, uh, hit enter, watch some of those videos. Uh, those guys have a really unique way of sort of pointing out what's going on in a fun way that people can identify with and, and start to really question it for themselves. Hey, this doesn't make sense. Why is it police can come up and demand to know who I am? And uh, they do it with a megaphone. You may be able to, you may be inspired to come up with another way. But I'm
12: actually thinking of recording the whole uh, speech actually posting on YouTube as well. So Absolutely. Really Great. Yeah. With this, but I'm just calling in to just, Thank you for the heads up on that.
0: that. I appreciate it, John, and thank you for the call, and good luck out there. Keep us in the loop. Let us know uh, what continues to develop in the subway and uh, mass transit systems there in Boston, and anyone else from around the country that's experiencing this stuff, I'd love to hear from you, too. At 800-259-9231, what can be done about it? Well, you can make people aware, like John's doing there. Call some local talk shows, too. So you can really hit the uh, the core Boston crowd because we're an international show. Lots of people from everywhere are listening. But make a point of calling the local talk shows, bringing this up. Arm yourself up with a camera. Uh, go and get one of those little pen cans. They're getting they're v- getting very very small. You can get one that looks like yep. a pen. Yes. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live.
10: As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with dnamail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with dnamail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit dnamail.com and join the evolution.
0: Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, we continue here. We'll take your phone calls about whatever you want. Mark, you've got a blog post. Uh, pull that up. We may. I think we're going to have a chance to get to that here shortly. But I was over at blogofbile.com recently, um, and he had posted the video of something that he'd called in about to tell us where he was in his neighborhood, and one uh, a particular house is occupied by a bureaucrat. And this bureaucrat had parked their vehicle in a no-parking, <clears throat> no-standing, as it's called. I don't know who came up with that one. But uh, they, they parked in a no-parking zone, and they had one of those, I'm a bureaucrat, so I'm special. I don't have to pay parking tickets passes on the front of their uh, their car. And he had a confrontation with this person. It was and this bureaucrat was very nasty about it, and you can see the footage over at blogobile.com, I, which I recommend just to get a good example of how mean people can be and how ludicrous they are. This bureaucrat was accusing him of being a good Samaritan, as though there's something wrong with looking out for your neighbors and doing something that's right. So it was very confusing, but nonetheless. Uh, he was using one of those concealable video cameras. And apparently in New Jersey that's a legal thing to do where you don't have to inform somebody that they're being recorded. I don't know if that's true or not in New Jersey, but that may be the case. There are different laws in different places. But uh, having one of these concealable cameras is very useful from what I can tell. And I'm I'm looking forward to getting my hands on one of them. There are different styles. There's one that you can have on a watch. There's another one that's in a pen, an actual pen. It's, I think it's a functioning pen as well. You can actually write with it. And it records. You'll want HD that if you're video. going through
2: the uh, TSA.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You could totally. Well, that. Yeah, you could do that. I don't know what the risk is of uh, of something like that. I don't either. The
2: TSA doesn't like to be video recorded, and they're, they're sure will give you some trouble. But, you know, it's interesting. But,
0: I just wanted to recommend this. Uh, you go, if you go to blogobile.com, he links over to the same person. He got the his little pen cam from, uh, from eBay. Good Goods 2009 on eBay. They're selling a pen. For thirty nine ninety with free shipping, so you can get a, a video camera that'll store four gigabytes of footage in high resolution with a pinhole size lens, so most people aren't going to notice for less than forty bucks. So, so at much this for point, me selling
2: an advertiser on this now.
0: So at this point, there is there's no reason why anybody can't afford this stuff, right? It's it's down to the point of, it really can't get that much cheaper. Forty bucks is pretty cheap for a functioning video camera that fits in the size of a pen.
2: I wish that it uh, immediately uploaded to the the internet, but I understand that, that that would be very difficult to to do at this point.
0: They have memory cards that do that. They have flash cards that have that ability, but you'd need to have access to the Wi-Fi in order to get it to. You'd you'd have to have whatever the, the passcode is for the Wi-Fi it Y-Cup up in or, advance as well. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's kind of clunky right now uh, with that, but you know what, Mark? That stuff's coming.
2: Yeah, that, it is. That's it coming. absolutely is, and uh, you know, pretty much you have to support the technology um, as it is now in order to get the technology as you want it in the
0: future. So 1-800-259-9231. Just wanted to suggest that for people out there that might have been speculating about whether they could afford to have a a hidden camera of some sort. Because you could actually do yourself up with two cameras if you wanted to. You could have the obvious cam. You could have the you know the DV cam that you're holding in your hand and obviously recording people. You could make a statement of to some extent like, well, I'm recording. just If you're in a state like New Hampshire where it's supposedly illegal to record people without their knowledge, you could make the statement that you are uh, video recording. And then if somebody asked for you to turn that camera off, you could turn that one camera off, and you'd still have another one running. Sam, you suggested that might give them the – uh,
3: expectation of privacy.
0: An expectation of privacy, which uh, maybe you're or, right about that.
3: Or just that they're not being recorded uh, because you've turned the camera off in front of them. I don't know.
0: But you've never said you'd stop the recording. You just said you'd turn the camera off. That's
3: true. But, it, you know, it's, an it's, expectation. it's government yeah. of privacy, and, Right. That's
0: you know, true.
2: They, the government only gets legalese on their side. On your side, you know, they, they'll do whatever they
0: want. You could also say something like, well, I'll turn the camera off, but that, that won't stop the recording. Like I can, I can turn this camera off, but I'll continue to record you. That's bizarre. Yeah, they would confuse them. They wouldn't know what to think about that. <laughs> so all kinds of fun things can happen. I think when you start introducing pen cams, and that's well, one. Of I the think things you should ask
2: them a question. If I turn this camera off, can I continue to record you, or something? You know, something really. You don't strange. ask if you can continue to record. You just have just to the inform them. I just think it must
0: be very odd. Right. That's that's one of the things that people. Uh, should get clear. And and again, I don't know what all the laws are across the the country and I'm not saying that you'll be immune. This isn't legal advice. I'm not saying you'll be immune from being thrown in a jail cell. They'll do what they want to do. But if you have these uh, these devices, there are some very interesting things that can happen, especially as more people get involved. If it's just you and you've got two cameras, then they can shake you down, they can find the extra cam or whatever. But if you're there with five people and three out of the five have hidden cameras and one person says, well, I'll turn this off, but we're still recording you, <laughs> what are they going to do about that? They, they don't really have any probable cause to grab you and shake frisk down, you and right. shake you down. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one for your ideas. And as more people start getting cameras, and some of them are hidden, some of them aren't. These bureaucrats won't be able to—they won't be able to do anything about it anymore. So, shining the light of day on these people is a very important part of this I'm process. i that. Uh, and that's—it goes back to what we were talking about with the gentleman from Massachusetts last night, who was talking about how the police state is starting to crack down on the the subway system there. Well, start showing people what it's like. It's one thing to call in a talk show in a local area and talk about how bad you think this is. But it's another thing entirely to record an encounter with some aggressive rogue police that are acting outside of their so-called authority or acting within it and just being jerks. And play that on YouTube or play that on the air on a radio station. It's a lot more powerful than just telling the story. And telling the story is important. Important to be able to tell a good story, but it's also important to actually have the footage. And with a pen cam or something like that, you're not going to get the best footage. But if you can pick up the audio, then that's the most important part. Yeah, I agree.
3: It's enough to show people what happened and let them make up their mind, their own minds, as to you know, was this
0: right or or should this be changed? Absolutely right. All right. So your thoughts about what you want eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one Mark. You wanted to share a blog post with us tonight. What's that about? I,
2: I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, this this. Post here, and I you know taught me a little bit here. This from Lori Smith. I don't know who she is, but I've heard her name in uh, the you know libertarian blogging circles. Hmm. Ian, you nope. Okay. The Illuminati used to be a real organization that was formed in Bavaria and the, by the Jesuit-trained Adam Weishaupt in uh, May 1, uh, 1776. The organization was banned in 1874, along with the all other secret societies in Bavaria. You can look up the history for yourself. If you're interested, you'll find it easily in mainstream sources. The history is not the point of this article. It is argued that the organization remains well-hidden among Freemasons and various occult societies. These arguments are never proven. What people do get is a little overzealous with the copying and pasting the exact same text in an attempt to prove the Illuminati's existence, or sometimes they will simply write it and try to sound authoritative. Some people will believe them, since there is a tendency among some to believe almost anything that is in print or on the boob tube. What is happening to us is not the result of any Illuminati conspiracy. She's talking about liberty. uh, you Yeah, tyranny, the compromising of our liberties. Whether it is a current secret secret society or not the people that propose vote on and sign legislation and enforce their phony laws to do it do it right out in the open sure do their names are known those that gleefully deprive us of our life liberty and pursuit of happiness and property i might add but but wait a minute mark
0: this, are decidedly not hidden the attraction i think Of the whole Illuminati slash Mason slash Bilderberger slash secret meetings in the forest, sacrificing owls or whatever the hell it is that they are alleged to do. Kind of the the attraction, I think, for for the, the fanatics or the followers of that particular belief system is it's just sexier. Right. It's just more exciting. I mean, it's just not exciting to talk about politicians having a meeting in Washington, D.C. in the state and the, uh, the the House. Sure. And everybody knows that
2: politicians are criminals um, and that you can tell when they're lying that when they're lying by their lips moving. I mean, they we know
0: this. Right. So that's kind of old hat. It's kind of boring. But it, it gets more, more interesting if you can talk about how they meet in the forest and they sacrifice things in a ceremony uh, to the Don't god forget the, child,
2: the child sex rings that goes along with, right,
0: with all kinds of just uh, titillating. Uh, of interesting things that you can talk about, like, you know, these aren't just regular people. These are Satan worshipers. Even though these are people that go to church and they purport themselves to be Christians and, and all of that, if you can get, if you when you dig into that world, it, it's very intriguing. It's much more intriguing than the boring world of politics. So I understand why people are interested, but it's a distraction. We'll come back with more. talk live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to know about SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. Sakel CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right at the top of our banner column. That's Sakel CAI. As we continue here, Mark, you're sharing a story with us, a blog post. What, where, uh, where's the blog again? Lori Smith? What's the blog? Though? Well, um, I've got it from uh, Freedom's Phoenix. and so You can go there
2: and uh, check it out. But um,
0: it's- And it's talking about the obsession that some people have with conspiracy. The whole, the Illuminati are controlling the world, that kind of conspiracy. Apparently, the Illuminati doesn't even exist, according to... Uh, that's what she's Lauren claiming, yeah. but of course, it's a secret society, so how would you know, right, right. whether they do or they... I'm not going to take a position on whether or not the Illuminati exist, because I don't care, and that's kind of where I'm coming from in this whole... I don't know what she's how going How many to say Illuminati here. exist, too? I mean, you really got to ask know. yourself. How many clubs call themselves the Illuminati? Who knows? I don't we could start our own Illuminati yep. if we wanted to, I suppose. The proof's right on the back of the dollar bill, right? With the pyramid and the yeah, eye, sure, that sort sure. of thing. So, yeah, there's all kinds of intriguing things that you can dig into, stuff like that, that you can spend your time learning about and absorbing and then spreading to others. But what does it do? What is the point of all that? As you said, Mark, we already know politicians are corrupt. We already know they're bad people, um, they're bad guys, or at least what they're doing is bad. They may believe they're doing good. In fact, I'm sure probably most of them do believe they're doing good, in point of fact. But uh, what they're what they're doing is they are hurting people, and we can make that really crystal clear by just talking about the, the day's news, the events. Hannah, Hannah, who called earlier, was interviewing a politician. She got him to admit that he owns her, you know, that he thinks he owns her money and that he's in control and that she'll have to support whatever it is that he wants to, uh, to force her to support. He's got some good
2: ideas, and she's got to pay for him.
0: Right. She didn't have to prove that he was a member of the Masons to out this guy as a violent, dangerous person. So go on with the, the story.
2: But, you know, it's uh, like like you said, it's it's just so much more fun to pretend like you
3: know something more than the next guy. And, you know, this this
2: and to whole pretend it's n- relevant
3: mm-hmm. or or maybe the fact that government is so uh, you uh, what's the word ubiquitous, ubiquitous. They're everywhere, whereas yes. if it's the secret society, we can fight those guys if we just expose them. But yep. tell people that, you know, government's the problem. That, that's a little tougher message to get across.
0: It's true. A lot of the people that support the secret society conspiracy theories are people who are still in the place where they believe the government can be reformed, where they just believe that, well, if we just get the secret society members out of government and we put our good people in instead, then mm-hmm. everything will be copacetic. But that's not the case because it doesn't matter who's running the government. It doesn't matter if it's Ron Paul running the government. You still have oh, a violent monopoly. <laughs> you wouldn't have 400 Ron Pauls backing him up in the uh, the, the Senate and the House well, for
2: 535.
0: I mean, okay, well you would need so, to. see.
2: I, I, you didn't say
0: Ron Paul is president. You said sort of if it was Ron Paul yeah. running the government. I even then it would still be aggressing against people. Because it's government, and government is force, and that's what people need to come to understand. That's the conclusion, one of the conclusions that they need to come to. The next one, of course, is that they need to do something about it besides just call a bunch of talk shows and spout off conspiracy theories, which is what these people do best.
2: Those that gleefully deprive us of our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness are decidedly not hidden. We write about them all the time, from the cops on the street to the generals in the Pentagon to the executive, judicial, and legislative branches of the government. Do you have a problem with my sources? I do not name names. I do name names. You know, nothing is hidden here. Blaming the Illuminati shifts the blame from those we know to those we can't we possibly know right. because they're hidden and therefore unknowable. Mm-hmm. People, you cannot fight an enemy you cannot see. I don't know about fighting and enemies and all that other stuff, but she does make a point that you, you simply you can't point out someone who's doing evil deeds if you can't find the person to point them out. Mm-hmm. Um, who gains by obstructing the identity of the enemy? Uh, you know, again, her word. The only people that gain from spouting this Illuminati crap are those in power now. Those that work for those in power. Those that might be the most. Those might be the most insidious form of disinformation that is out there. And this is the point that I've been trying to make to some of the uh, you know the the loonier nut uh, you know sort of uh, fringe nutters out there that'll call in with their their stuff about. 9-11 being an inside job and the uh, the harp uh, machine controlling the weather uh, weather kim trails. there and you know uh, the kim trails and the whole thing is that look is it possible that in fact this organization that you're talking about be it the bilderbergers the illuminati the trilateral commission whatever actually is feeding out this information so that you'll spread that and ignore the fact that um, you know that that these this elite group of people, in fact, own and operate our monetary system, our world monetary system, and they're bleeding everyone dry, that there's famines going on around the world, that they're propagating wars, destruction, and killing. While you're talking about 9-11 being an inside job, is it mm. possible? Could it be
0: I think it's possible.
2: That's what I think the conspiracy is.
0: I think it's a great conspiracy.
2: I think I think the conspiracy is It's as solid as any other. Let's get the, let's get some really good, solid people that could do some really great work. Get them kind of mixed up with some people that have some real mental Ill, illness issues. Mm-hmm. That way, those people have their uh, you know they're completely emasculated. Sorry, ladies, um, and in their their ability to do. Uh, you know, civil disobedience, activism, you know, political action, whatever it is that they're going to do. Effective outreach.
0: I mean, it's not an effective method. I know that they believe this to be the case and they have case studies where they say, well, I've talked about this, uh, you know, nine eleven conspiracy and people have come on board. You know, they, they believe that that's doing something to further liberty, but it's not. If you convince people about the nine eleven conspiracy that you that they for whatever reason believe that what you're saying is true and they come on board with it, what have you really done to advance freedom? I, I don't know. I, I don't think you've done much, especially when you've turned a lot of people off at the same time who might otherwise have been on board. Look, we're we're willing to listen to you. It might have even been true. However, you're you're not going about it
2: in the right. System, as far as I'm concerned
0: Right, what I'm trying to say is that those of us on this program are open-minded enough to where we're willing to hear you out We're willing to listen to to what you have to say And we've been listening for, what, about eight years now? Going uh, out of this uh, we've been listening to this stuff forever, and it's always the same old crap. But we're willing to listen. We're willing to discuss with you. We're willing to talk about it. A lot of people are going to get turned right off right off the bat uh, when you say something about questioning 9/11. And so, how many people are you leaving in the dust who otherwise would be on board with you, who you could otherwise uh, you could find common ground with? We talked about the Ransberger Pivot recently on the show. It's uh, one of the techniques that the Advocates for Self Government teach at theadvocates.org about how when somebody's telling you that they want you know the environment to be taken care of that you agree with them if that's what you want too. and who doesn't want clean air and clean water to drink that you can't you find I hate points the of, environment you find points to agree with people on and then you can build out from there on the points that you know you might have some disagreements on when you just open up the can of worms of well I believe that 911 was an inside job or they're spraying chemicals from the sky there's Nobody's going to just agree with you on that right off the bat. You're not building rapport. You're not building a relationship with anybody. You're just sort of spouting off about some conspiracy theory that you've uh, glommed onto. It would be as effective as somebody coming up to you on the street and saying, Did you know that JFK was murdered by the CIA? I believe this, and I've been doing 500 hours of research every single month to prove it. I mean, what is the relevance? How does that build anything with anyone?
3: It, it changes their perspective on life, and, you know, they start to see things in a different way, just giving you their perspective. They look at things differently. They have a whole new take on life and what's important, and I don't know. They they need to take it somewhere different
0: out of that, I think. There's more on the way. Your thoughts as well, if you make them, they make the calls. Free Talk Live. This
6: program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive at wiki.freetalklive.com. From creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you may have ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. In fact, tomorrow afternoon there's going to be a massive smoke-out uh, supposedly that is being planned for here in beautiful Keene and all kinds of other things are happening all across the state. Everything from, again, disobedience to uh, political action. It's happening here and now. So learn more at freestateproject.org. Get signed up at freestateproject.org and get on up here to New Hampshire where I think the best activists in the world are converging in order to achieve liberty in our lifetime. So we continue here with a discussion of something that doesn't, in my opinion, do much of anything to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And that is the propagation of conspiracy theories. Specifically, you're addressing with this blog post from Laurie Smith, Mark, uh, you're addressing the issue of the Illuminati and the Masons and that kind of end of the conspiracy theory spectrum.
2: Go ahead with the story. Yep. Um, She continues. It's hard, if not impossible, to separate the disinfo scum from the true believers. There are dupes and some are gullible morons, even if they believe it all in good faith. They spend all of their time chasing shadows instead of attacking the real, known enemy. Tell me, to whose
0: advantage do they work? We Uh, know that Hal Turner, who was one of these Internet talk hosts... Hal Turner happened to be a white supremacist internet talk host, but he was also one of the conspiracy types. He was promoting the uh, the Amero, this national or international currency or North American currency that was supposedly being form, uh, formulated and put together. And he was out there you know, pounding the pulpit on that one. We found out later on that he's working for the CIA the entire time. So there's actual evidence to support what she's suggesting, that many of these people out there propagating these conspiracy theories – are in point of fact working for the state,
2: and, and uh, as she said, it's, it's difficult to separate the disinfo scum from the true believers. Yeah, aren't things bad enough without having to make things up? Uh, you know, I mean, I I understand that things are bad, but things are, you know, like the world's also sort of good too. But I understand where she's coming from on this particular issue. I see that I see this as just being part of the problem. I see the root of the problem as being based on fear. They fear the Illuminati. They fear the government. They fear hidden things that they cannot even know or name. They are afraid of their own shadows. There is no reason to fear anything, not even death. As bad as things are and as things will get, um, they could get even worse. uh, What we are documenting is the end of the worldwide empire and the beginning of freedom. No one ever said that freedom was free, did they? It's paid for in blood and sweat and more than a few tears. Or at the very
0: least, risk. It's paid for with risk, because if you risk enough and enough people risk, then there's not much blood and sweat that needs to happen. It kind of brings me around to something I wanted to mention on a recent show, and for whatever reason, I I didn't get to. We were talking about how a lot of people in the liberty movement – Are of the violence mindset. I think this was when we were discussing peace on a recent show and forgiveness and compassion, as opposed to focusing on love and compassion, as opposed to focusing on getting justice, Mm -hmm. you know, not not, moving away from wanting to throw all the bureaucrats in a jail cell and moving toward forgiving them for what they've done. And let's just put it all behind us, move ahead into uh, a voluntary society. A lot of liberty-minded people come from the position of, well, i got my guns, and you're going to take them uh, lead first. And uh, Second Amendment, and we're going to fight those bureaucrats if they cross this line. We're going to shoot them. We're going to kill them. Right? Don't forget the borders. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I've, I've come from that position, so I, I'm pretty familiar with it. And now I've embraced uh, peace and uh, pacifism, essentially, and love and, and compassion. And I think that... I understand why the liberty-minded, uh, kind of the gun-toting liberty mindset exists, because those people feel so alone. They feel like they're going to be backed into the corner all by themselves. Nobody's going to be there to help them out in that particular instance. They're likely and right. It, they've got their AK-47, and they're going to go out shooting. Because there's no, they don't feel like there's any other option. There's not much that your non-cooperation's going to do if you're the only one in the area who cares enough to non-cooperate. Sure, the news right? stories,
2: the news is full of, uh, of of people that have gotten singled out by the government for whatever reason, and off, you know, they're they're impoverished by the legal system or their stuff's taken from them. It's it's just they just all over roll the place.
0: right over you. They just steamroll right over you. So that's I think why that particular viewpoint is is so prevalent is because the loneliness factor is also so prevalent. That's why we have people calling this show saying, wow, there are other people out there that think like me? I never realized it.
3: You know, and the, the conspiracy theories may be a comfortable place for these people to hide. If it's this group that they're going after, those are not people that they're, you know, directly interfacing with every day. The local government is to stand up to them is a lot harder than to speak out against, against this, the Bilderbergers, Yeah, some, some
0: group that you'll never actually encounter.
3: Not to say that there isn't the Trilateral Commission and the U.N. and all of these people doing things there to, are people, to yeah, absolutely. take over your life and to run the economy and to do all of these things and to gain more and more control. It's just, you know, I think acting out locally is harder but i think it's going to be the most effective thing down the road when that starts happening in mass
0: it's focusing on what you can affect it's yeah. focusing on what you what you can actually do To affect the change that you're looking to see in the world As Gandhi said, you want to be the change you wish to see There's no being the change that I can do That's going to get the Bilderbergers to stop meeting Anytime soon But what I can do is I can uh, put You know, throw some wrenches into the system Here in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire And invite others to come here And and do the same thing all across New Hampshire And we can focus our activism And we can get away from that violent rhetoric Because when we have enough people Who are willing to engage in peaceful Civil disobedience and peaceful non-cooperation operation, you become unstoppably powerful, and in right. a very positive way, that's not a destructive sort of power.
2: And, the, um, you know, there have been times in my life when I've been skeptical of the existence of the Bil- Bilderberger Group. It obviously exists. Um, there's And skeptical of the existence of the Trilateral Commission, I've heard that it, it exists, too. I don't look into these things, because I don't care. However, I've never been skeptical of the existence of the government. And these groups and organizations would not have the power and the influence that they have if it wasn't for the government apparatus that sure. is so huge ponderous and uh, and pervasive in our
3: lives. And that's the step that I think a lot of these conspiracy theorists haven't taken, is they they see that government is this huge apparatus that has the ability to control their lives, but they think if they can just stop the elite group that has the evil intentions, that that will fix everything. They haven't come to understand yet that government is inherently force. it's inherently evil, and it doesn't matter what kind of safeguards you put into place, with enough time, with, you know, enough or who you uh, lax, yeah. or, you know, whatever, yeah, bad people are going to be attracted to power, and they're going to start wielding it over others in greater and greater ways.
2: I think that, uh, you know, bad people attracted to, cal- um, to, to power is really the least of our concerns. It's the, the good do-gooders. people that's attracted yeah, to that's power true. that I'm really scared of. The ones mm. that want to eradicate the, uh, the, the terrible Muslim scourge from the planet, or want want to uh, you know pave our it, <laughs> pave our uh, uh, streets with gold or whatever it is that they want to do uh, you know educate all the kids up to the, the you know college level whatever it is they want to do it's those people i'm scared of yeah so the, over here 800
0: 259 9231 for your comments
2: what the leadership are trying i'm going on with the uh, lori smith's uh, article here what the leadership are trying to do is get a jump on things by installing an emerging police state in order to force acceptance of the status quo. But they are failing because they are outgunned, outnumbered, and people expose them at every opportunity. This is a team effort. Never forget that. Fear is a great motivator for the masses, but it is not the strongest motivator. Every day people join us simply because nothing ever happens in a vacuum. Every day people get raped by the system and finally wake up. That is a stronger motivation than fear because it is based on the truth. Now is the time for boldness, not fear. Uh, The ones that uh, should fear are the self-appointed leaders and authoritarians. Absolutely. I don't think... I I don't want them to be scared. I want them to understand the violence that they are perpetrating on other people. I understand that's very difficult when they're getting a big old fat government paycheck.
0: Right. I think what they maybe what she was referencing with the fear is they are fearing their loss of their power. They're fearing. They're seeing what's happening and they're fearing that they are losing their grip on their control. the serfs on the slaves great article though oh yeah 800-259-9231 come come back to discuss the peace thing just a little bit further on this uh, and take your calls about what you want even in these remaining moments this is free talk live
2: hey podcasters ftl has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement they're paying us for people that Fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets fifty bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. Five hundred bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL
0: fifty bucks. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing toll-free, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Now Sam you weren't here the night we I think it was last night we were talking about pacifism and uh, was it was a great little story that uh, that we were reading from the New Hampshire Free Press on one man's uh, opinion on what pacifism is and what it means to him and it just kind of led into the just the whole discussion about peaceful means uh, bring, bringing peaceful ends whereas violent means bringing violent ends uh, violence does beget violence we've seen the history of this uh, over time that's what happens you can't achieve peace by fighting your way out of whatever the situation is that you're in. And so I was talking a few moments ago about how liberty-minded people kind of come into this movement and they feel very alone. And when they find Free Talk Live, they are elated because they've actually heard some justification for their, their viewpoint. They've heard somebody else validating what it is that they've always thought. Uh, and, and that's a real moment for people. And so without that, without that sense of community, without that sense of uh, feeling like you're close to other people that have a similar mindset, you get lonely, you get desperate, you get frightened, you get uh, scared. And that means you might be more likely to lash out in some sort of situation like, you know, the guy with the kill dozer. Remember the story with the guy yeah. that built the tank uh, around a, a bulldozer and then just proceeded to crash through a bunch of buildings? What did he accomplish? I mean, the guy with the killdozer, sure, there's some amazing footage that you can watch of it. And, yeah, he tore the hell out of the police station and the city hall and whatever the hell else it was that was in the, the town there that he trashed up. But did he destroy the government? Did the city councilors just throw in the towel after he had uh, killed himself? Because he ended up, the killdozer ended up getting stuck on something and he blew his own brains out, I think, inside before the police actually reached him. But did he accomplish anything besides causing a bunch of destruction? Nope, because that government's still there, and they likely taxed people and just rebuilt their structures, went on doing what they were doing, and that man was made to look like a crazy man.
2: Yep. Uh, perhaps the government has clamped down a bit more. They're, they're little, they're, they keep their security apparatus ramped up a little bit more. After all, we might have our mid-level bureaucrats run over by a killdozer.
0: Well, even though he was, as I recall, somebody who was an upstanding member of the community – He ran a public, I think it was some sort of garage or something like that, that he was well-known, and he was known and liked. And people knew that he was having a tough time with the city because they were harassing him, and that's what cities do. They target people, and they go after them, and they extract money and obedience from
3: them. And they they keep going after them until the person is backed into a corner and feels like they have no options left, like they're not being listened to, they're not being heard. It doesn't matter what they're going to say, and that's why these
0: kinds of things result. Or if he tries to run for office, if he tries to take the, the position of what people will inevitably say to you, well, if you don't like it, just run for office and change it. Yeah. Well, if he tries to run for office, then they try to disqualify his voters registration like they did with me, uh, or they'll, they'll pull some sort of nasty political thing and uh, they'll uh, pull a surprise inspection on his business and disqualify his business license. All kinds of stuff can happen to you even if you're just using the system. They can still target you. They can still uh, use their system to retaliate against you for trying to use the system to change the system from the inside. So it can become a very frustrating process, like you're saying, backed into the corner, and a cornered animal may very well lash out. But, if this guy was to the point of breaking, if this guy was to the point of such frustration, where he was willing to build a killdozer and drive around and put his life on the line, and he probably knew he wasn't going to live through the end of that day when he started the his process that's why I had a gun with him uh right. you know, <laughs> with him if he's gotten to that point, then why not non cooperate? Why not go through you're gonna they're already after your business, they're already doing x, y, and z to you. Why don't you just stop cooperating at that point? Why, why go to the violence?
3: Because they're so angry at the way they've been treated. Right. I mean, it's there's so much anger and frustration, yes. and they just need to vent it. Oh, and then... I, well, and they don't
0: need
2: to. They, they,
3: they, they feel they like they do, need to. Yeah.
0: Well, and then if you vent to other people without actually hurting people, you just start talking to the other townspeople and saying how awful this is and how uh, you're being abused, you'll hear something like, well, you can't fight City Hall. That'll be the response. Yeah. Oh, well, that's awful, Jim. I'm so sorry to hear about that. Those mean old people down at City Hall, well, what can you do? Got to vote for the lesser of two evils. Can't fight City Hall. I mean, we've kind of been programmed to say these things. You hear it all the time. Yeah. I heard it the other day when I was talking to some people. Out you don't hear it's a comment. free country
2: anymore, though. Nope. That just doesn't come up that much. <laughs> but
0: you do hear the, the, the defeatism of, well, we know it's bad, but what can we do? They're in charge. And so that's got to be frustrating to him as well, because even though he might have people identifying with what he's doing or understanding his his feelings and why he's angry, the defeatism of saying, well, there's nothing you can do about it, Jim. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to join you in any kind of protest. I'm too scared. My family, I got a family to take care of here. And so that would, you know, drive you even more into alien, feeling alienated and feeling like there's nothing that you can do, which is why I think that getting together with other people is the key to achieving liberty in our lifetime. It we're, seems like the only answer to me. We're seeing it happen now under our noses here in New Hampshire as hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people are getting together and they're getting active. Yes, they're doing politics. Yes, they're doing civil disobedience. Yes, they're creating media. And all of these things are possible at a level that has never been heretofore experienced in the American liberty movement. It just hasn't. Worldwide, I would say, it hasn't uh, been experienced in many cases. Gandhi did some wonderful civil disobedience there. But on a whole, as an actual movement, moving toward things in different prongs, different approaches, it's all happening here right now in New Hampshire. And freestateproject.org is where you can go learn more about it. But I just think that's the shift that we need to get away from this violent uh, tendency that people in this movement have. And, of course, if you bring up pacifism and you bring up uh, non-cooperation, then inevitably somebody's probably going to come around to the objection, well, what about the Jews in Germany? You know? What if they had met the, – the kind of the, the typical yeah. thing you hear is, well, if they had met the, the SS with guns or clubs, then uh, the Holocaust may never have occurred. It may never have. It's hard to say. I mean, now, now we're in the, the area of
2: speculating, but, you know, or maybe the SS would have just come back and with Tommy guns and, and yeah. sprayed them through their windows um, instead yeah. of dragging them off to prisons where some of them survived. Um, you know well, maybe-
3: at that point, though, Mark, it wouldn't be rumors if they were coming back, gunning people down in their houses – that's pretty hard to you know cover up in the neighborhood there. But
2: if you're if you're shooting somebody at your door for coming in and just taking relocating you, then you're stepping up the I violence agree. as yeah. far as the other sheep. Um, you know, I, we, they don't have right. the the, yeah. the advantage. Oh, you of history. you it. You were, you right. were fighting so, the police. So if you say, and, for mm-hmm. instance, just uh, you know not cooperate. Maybe they would have, you know, the other sheep would have said that little girl just that that person just didn't want to go and you shot him in the head. Right.
0: That's that's it. Um, Non-cooperation doesn't mean no risk. It means there's going to be risk, but obviously you're risking death camps otherwise. So you might as well do it. And that's just it. They didn't do that. They didn't non-cooperate. Maybe some of them did, but on as on a mass scale, it didn't happen. When they were ordered to uh, to move into the cities from the outside areas, they obediently came in. They stood in line. They registered. I mean, they did everything that they were told to do. When they were told to do this and that, they did this and that, and then they were still killed. They were still uh, just destroyed and, and harmed and raped, and, and it was just awful from, from my understanding. And obviously, I wasn't there. <laughs> Thank goodness. But that's the key, is, is not going along with what they're demanding and doing it peacefully. Because if you have enough people just saying no, they can't do anything about it. Well, then they'll go to, well, they're going to drop a nuclear weapon on you. Okay, fine. What are you going to do if they're going to drop a nuclear weapon? There's not a damn thing you can do about yeah, that one. They, they, so,
2: they may drop a nuclear weapon on me, and I will no longer know what uh, you know, existence yeah. is like. However, you will know what it's like to be taxed every day of your life. For the
0: remainder of it. So I think that's the key. I think that's what people need to focus on. It's what we're I think it's how we're going to get away from this violent gun polishing kind of mentality that you hear so much in the liberty movement, uh, where we start showing people that we can achieve liberty through peaceful means by not going along with their demands in mass.
3: And the other effect that it
0: has is when
3: we start pointing out, look, the, the government is violent. You're inherently violent. You're uh, ta- aggressing against peaceful people, they don't want to be seen in that light. So they're going to do whatever they can. to Oh, no, 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 we're not. No, no, look, we told the police to drop these charges, or we did this. But they'll prove it again and again. Inevitably, they'll prove yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, we can keep proving that, but at the same time, they're doing what they can to kind of back off. And
0: we remain peaceful. We can prove they're violent while we remain peaceful and take the higher ground. Jerry's in uh, West Virginia. Sorry, we're short on time, Jerry. You got a quick... Uh Quick thoughts for us?
9: Yeah, well, I was going to give you a quick update on uh, Paco Ellison, the guy that has the bar who is allowed uh, smoking to yes, go sir. on all summer. God bless him. The judge uh, found him guilty a few days ago, but oh, here's geez. where the story gets good. The state attorney general's office, having solved all the problems in the state of West Virginia, <laughs> yeah. is now getting involved, is going to investigate Paco. Why? Because he had an inflatable Winston- cigarette pack in front of his establishment, which is against the federal law, and now it's a federal offense, and now the state oh, attorney general from West Virginia. I'm gonna going to make a note.
0: I'm going to make a note. I'll get in touch with, uh, see if I can dig him up again and get him back on the program. If you know him, uh, have him email me. I'll see if I can dig that up. We'll see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com.
11: Hello, Free Talk Live podcast subscribers. This is novelist Spencer Baum, here to tell you about my new book, The Demon Queen, and The Locksmith. It's a fantasy novel in the tradition of the boy wizards and vampires that have been so popular lately, but written from the perspective of a libertarian like you. My novel has all the monsters, magic, hair-raising adventures, and teen angst you've come to know and love, but unlike those other books, you'll find no glorification of life in the government schools in this story. My main character doesn't truly start learning until he ditches class and connects with some libertarian homeschoolers and he can't go about saving the world until he sees that the conformist worldview of the modern American fails to see the truth. But don't take my word for it. Listen for yourself, for free. Open up iTunes and search for The Demon Queen and the Locksmith. I've released the first six chapters as a free podcast. Give it a listen. It's free. That's The Demon Queen and the Locksmith. I hope you enjoy.